You're listening to episode 307 of the Major Issues Podcast. And did somebody say seven? Like Dawn of the Seven? We're here to chop it up about the boys' spinoff, Gen V. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you each and every week by ComicBookClick.com, and as always, I am never alone, but I would like to do the introduction, we got All-Star Asa in the building again to tackle some things, are you ready broski, welcome, oh, welcome. always, always, we- you seem super stoked to tackle this topic, so I had to get you on the line. We are here to talk about the latest live-action superhero theme show to come out of Amazon Prime Video, the boys' spinoff, Gen V. Um, now, I literally saw the entire series in one go this weekend after battling the flu, which I think kind of helps, you know? Sure. Uh, really really made the sick thing the sick stuff uh, go by a bit quick talk to me about your journey with this show um was this something that when you saw trailers or news for it that you were initially excited for were you a day one watcher when it dropped um i was I, my goal was to be a day one watcher and then like most people life happened and then uh one day i was like oh yeah let me look into that and then the the last episode of just released so okay i jumped on it that night i think my first day i got through three episodes my second day i got through two and then the last one was uh the last night so i flew through and i i know you are a loving and caring family man so it can't be easy to navigate watching this show (laughs) (laughs) with the people in your house no uh i i had uh my wife and i were she was cooking dinner one night and i was like i'm gonna put it on no one's paying attention or whatever and then one of the uh, show the episode uh, opens with a um, let's just say a sex scene, right? And right, I'm like, yes, yeah, yes, it's yes. done. This is it's it. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, like, gonna <laughs> this is for after bedtime. Are you a big fan of the boys? Oh yeah, love love it. Big fan. Cool, cool, um, cool. I it's it, I like the t- I didn't read the the graphic novels or anything, but okay. Um, the the so all of my experience is strictly from the show. And I think that's a I think that's a pretty cool POV, to be honest. Well, it's such a cool um different experience with superheroes. Yes. Uh with all the god complexes, I guess quite literally in m- many cases. Um, you know, especially with the boys opens with uh Huey's girlfriend being sorry, spoilers, um exploding yeah, yeah. <laughs> from a from a speech or we're hitting her. Like I'm also hoping if you guys are on listening to this, you guys have seen the boys. If not, here's your spoiler warning. Please go see the yes. boys because this show actually takes place between the last season of the boys that just aired and the next one that should be airing sometime uh, next year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so uh, what I'll say up front is I read the graphic novels in preparation of um, the show initially, the boys, right? And superhero comics went through a very weird phase the same way that the entire world did the only way i can frame it is in my very small professional wrestling mind the world went through what's called the attitude era right where everybody was anti-heroes 
and every you know it was cooler to be bad the more you know more spotlight on guys like blade and the punisher um you know uh deadpool uh heroes that were like morally ambiguous and then just in general a slew a marathon of evil superman clones like from every from every avenue people wanted to dissect what would happen if basically the poster child for superheroes uh turned evil um so when i read this when i read the boys and i think there's a lot of fun stuff in it and i think um there's a lot of there's definitely a lot of entertaining stuff in it uh the book itself is kind of a pizza cutter ish in the sense that it's kind of all edge and doesn't have any point so uh in watching the series they've managed to do the outright ridiculous stuff that was in the comics but they they know where the morality cent- is centered and they it's not gore for gore's sake even though sometimes it may seem a bit excessive and it's it's not just look at this ridiculous thing we've put on the screen it usually is to tell something and i think like for instance uh you know the the amount of gore that we see on shows like this is to kind of show the careless nature in which lives are lost in a world where people can pop your head off <laughs> like that, right? Like it's supposed to kind of desensitize you because the people in the universe are kind of desensitized. We literally see someone get mopped up in the beginning of, a, of an episode <laughs> in this series when Golden Boy explodes. <laughs> we see, we literally see him get mopped like they're just slop, putting them in a bucket or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I love all that stuff. I love that, you know, not to get in the weeds of things, but it kind of plays off the worst parts of every political party. Like, you know, like it plays off the pandering nature of, of, of one or the super um, strict nature of the other um, in a world in which we're constantly trying to be like, oh, this show's for us. And, you know, and no, and they're making fun of the right people. It's like, no, this is saying how ridiculous everything has gotten. Um, and it kind of came at the perfect time because a lot of what the boys is about is this commercialization of superheroes and i mean we're at the zenith of that right <laughs> like with the mcu yes. the dcu it's never been bigger you couldn't have came out with the boys in 2000 it, it would have seemed like a a exaggeration you know like come on yeah <laughs> you know but um i think what it gets right is how close it is it manages to get to stuff like what we actually see like when they did that whole dawn of the seven stuff bro like i was dying (laughs) all that snyder cut you know all that stuff absolutely hilarious brave maves lasagna you know like she comes out as gay and they just go out to like you know they just gonna put that on front street and sell gay lasagna what does that even mean um they were gonna do like a a a a show for a train where he goes back to his roots. He runs to Africa and yes. goes back to his roots. Didn't, it's didn't like he requested a change of uniform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. So he, yeah, he, they he made he like a more African tribal yeah. uniform, and I think I want to say in season three. It's absolutely. It, it, it's so crazy, and then you get, you know, between I mean, pick one, Butcher and Homeland. They're like two of the greatest characters in this kind of medium um mm-hmm. diametrically opposed and uh like i think anthony Starr kind of kills it as um homelander now i'm a little bit biased we once put up a got milk uh thing of him and he liked it so i was like oh, okay. oh he's my man now. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm like he he knows comic book click he's my man now <laughs> but what what do you think of um the whole idea like the seven homelander this like more the 
corporate side of of what they've done with superheroes here? Um, I well, one, I, I like the the satirical nature of the entire universe. Um, yeah. like, kind of like you say, it really plays off of. I mean, the current political climate of our current world, um, and the furthest pushing of it, you know, especially when yeah. you get down to that, uh, what in the in uh, the home, uh, well, the Homelander's love interest, the Lightning. Oh, Stormfront. Chick. Stormfront. When like yeah. she's literally a Nazi. Like I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> like from 1940s, like yes. literally from. The, yeah, right, she's yeah. quite literally a Nazi, and you know. Uh, a homelander, blonde hair, blue eyes, or boy, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so I, I really appreciate that. Uh, the, the seven I love is definitely a clear mockery of the Justice League without right. any of the justice. Um, right, no, no justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the all the corporate nature. It, it's it, you know, I, I, I can go on a big long political rant if you know if anyone ever gets bored. You know, come find me. Um, hey, but like, bro, I'm down for it. What's going on? What you know you might. Um, but just of of the corporatization of everything, and mm-hmm. so just to see how uh, all the heroes are corporatized. How all right? Well, you can't you can't do that because that's going to hurt this bottom line. And you know, if yeah. you do this, you're going to hurt this person's PR. Like you know, uh, with the the sexual assault of Starlight of. of, yeah. uh, Starlight. of uh, Sorry, Starlight. Starlight uh, with yeah. with the deep, like I mean, there was definitely a level of when you see her kind of come out like the Me Too, uh, mm-hmm. which was a really, really oh, that's a very interesting topic. How they're going with this, and right. then how it's like, oh well, you know, it's going to ruin his career, and yeah. then you know, and then you like, get what do you awesome. mean his career? Yeah. What the hell are we, yes. what are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah, and, and so it's I I overall the show as a just a satirization of of the masturbatory culture of superheroes is great. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially I guess I guess God, I'm just gonna keep repeating the same thing over and over again. Um, but I, I, it's especially welcome now with as someone who thoroughly enjoys superhero paraphernalia, movies, video games, works. Mm-hmm. Um, there, I even I am feeling a little bit of fatigue. Definitely. And then so yeah. to yeah. see this uh, like realistic, realistic bit right, of right, right. like how some heroes would be good or bad or um, would be, you know, tempted by money or tempted by fame. It is inter- It's an interesting way to see them both more super and more humanized than like your yeah. Captain America. Uh, Soldier Boy, you know. Oh, Soldier Boy is a. Trip, oh yeah, overall, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think this has been a it's a great um, media outlet for especially for fatigue people people feeling fatigue. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it does speak to a lot of that stuff there. Um, do you, when you uh, mentioned Stormfront, you reminded me of two like really poignant moments for me about the show in that season. One of them was. Um, she tells him something like, I don't need everybody. I just need a dedicated army to go online and share my memes. And next thing <laughs> yes. you know, your uncle's sharing my meme and you know, he doesn't even know why. And I think yes. about how many grassroots random 
crazy fringe, you know, uh, uh, parts of our society started like that. A couple memes at a 4chan or, a, you know, whatever. Now you're in the dark web, you know, making flags and do, about to do a protest or something. Like, it, it's it's crazy um, that. But then my favorite nonverbal acting moment <laughs> when uh, <laughs> Stormfront's telling Ryan that they're, they're, they're doing a white genocide. And <laughs> Homelander makes this look like, what? Like I was with you. <laughs> and then you said that whole like white genocide thing. I don't know if that's that. People who say that, you know, they're usually uh, going one way about it. But yeah, it it's it's humorous because it understands both our love for heroes and why why we attach ourselves to that media, and why almost every part. Like we always talk about, ah, you know, we love superheroes if they were here today. But if they were here today with the way we run things today, this is exactly what it would be. <laughs> because we're doing things in two, we, we, we are believing that we're doing things in one way when really, you know, and again, not to get political, it's all run on money. Like every little bit of it is run on money. So, you know, it, it, it's funny. And then in a snake eating its own tail moment, now this has a spinoff. <laughs> So it's a parody, but it's also kind of doing the money-making thing that the regular superhero stuff was doing. Um, As someone who loved the boys as much as you did, would you recommend Gen V to people without getting into spoilers? Oh, for sure. Um, It was, it was very fun. It's, it's a lot smarter. I feel like Um, it's definitely more confined to its own singular bubble whereas the boys definitely felt bigger i mean i mean from the beginning when you know uh one, one of the scenes where homelander literally flies and and fights a, a bunch of uh, terrorists yeah, and like yeah. just kills them all and he's like thanks for serving you guys and flies back so like yeah. so like they make it very worldwide whereas this was i felt like was very confined to you know, the campus and just the surrounding areas, uh, which yeah. I thought was a, really, was a good choice. I also thought it was pretty interesting because there's they they do a thing in this show where, you know, a lot of the heroes uh, are tackling uh, issues or a lot of the characters. I don't know if they're heroes yet. A lot of the characters are tackling issues that young adults tackle, but they're put through this weird sort of uh, superhero lens. You know, we we literally get instances of like cutting of of you know um of not really understanding your place in the world when in regards to gender uh bulimia uh you know <laughs> body image social media you know bullying and and all that kind of stuff like it all comes into fruition here um it almost makes me wish we had a like a really cool x-men show to be honest like i was getting a lot of x-men vibes <laughs> uh from this and i was like man if only we were there already you know like if we were at the point where we can have just a pretty chill experience maybe gifted was good i never saw gifted gifted was out there i no? never watched it. never never snagged you either yeah it didn't snag me um but yeah i completely um agree i i do think it's i think it's it, it's bitier because the because the stuff is smaller, uh, they have you kind of spend more time with these characters and, and kind of get to know them. Not everyone is black and white in this. I think towards the end, people stand their ground and we kind of oh, see sure. how the how the land. I mean, you know, the lay of the land. But initially, just like when you're young, you kind of don't know, and you kind of mm-hmm. are influenced by how you were raised and and um, 
what you're meant to believe in that system. And then there's ultimately the thing that happens in everybody's life. What happens when that system that you've always believed in, you start seeing holes poke through it. You know, mm-hmm. what, what happens when you get disenchanted from, you know, what you've been led to believe. And it's usually not, not great stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm, we're all psyched here to talk uh, Gen V. Just wanted to give you guys a bit of a spoiler-free discussion so that if you haven't seen the series yet, you get a little bit of major issues before you go and binge that series and come back over uh, and join us for the rest of this conversation because we are about to get spoiler-heavy in this recap and review. You ready, yeah, bro? Pause right here. Go watch the whole series and come right back. Like Yes, come pick, pick and then think about it. It's already paused. All you got to do is press the button. Bro, then now you're a time traveler. Now you're, you got superpowers. <laughs> You kept us still, and now look, now we're all here. To, now we're all on the same page. Everybody seen Gen V? All right, now let's get into it. Professor Xavier, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so Gen V is an American superhero TV show developed by Craig Rosenberg, Evan Goldberg, and Eric Kripke, serving as a spinoff of The Boys by Kripke, and is based on The Boys comic arc, We Gotta Go Now. I actually haven't read that, by Garth Ennis and Derek Robertson. The series stars Jazz Sinclair, Chance Perdimo, Lizzie Broadway, that's a great name, uh, uh, Maddie Phillips, the best name, um, I believe this is the woman who plays Jordan Lee, her name is London Thor. Mm-hmm. How? Like, how? <laughs> yeah. Way to pick the best stage name. Yeah, like, London Thor. Miss Thor. Miss Thor. It's London. <laughs> London Thor. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Derek Lee and uh, Asa German and Shelley Kahn in the main roles. Um, when our story starts, we meet uh, Marie Moreau as Jazz Sinclair. Uh, she's a hemokinetic. So she's able to phys- physically manipulate blood. We kind of see her tragic origin where the appearance of her first period ultimately leads to the death of her parents and causes her sister to start becoming estranged. Um, So like this is kind of straight out of X-Men, right? The whole like idea of puberty kind of knocking into the powers. But it's more insidious in this show because we know now that no one got powers by chance. They've all been injected by compound we injected with compound V and we're led to believe it's primarily from their parents who want them to become something greater. Um, so you have this moment and again, thinly veiled, right? The period and I'm a monster and you know, like all that, all the kind of stuff that you would think in that moment, not knowing what's going on. Um, but what did you think of this being the very first scene, this murder by blood? It was such an interesting way to walk out because, like, you know, you, you meet her dad and her dad's going on how a great A train is. And, you know, like, uh, just it was such a happy, like, family scene where it's it's so unlike the boys to have a happy moment. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> only, but then, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and then they so much violence when it comes to blood. Like, I yeah. it, it was it was gratuitous to a fault. But in a good way, if that makes any sense. Right. Um, but with with the uh, yeah, when she just <laughs> when she caused it to explode and like cuts her mom's throat, like yeah. such a wild, uh, wild origin story. Um, right. And you're already dealing with something in your body that you're not even used to, like that. You yes. know, she's dealing, she's dealing with all of that, and then you know, uh, 
kind of freaks out and then yeah accidentally kills her parents and that basically sets her on a path for the rest of her life they end up kind of um mm -hmm. i don't think they jailed her but they put her in like a institute uh the red river institute for these soups that don't have parents or don't have a means um it's interesting yeah you, a train was getting inducted almost like a um like drafts when they draft people mm -hmm. in the nfl like he's coming on he's like yeah you know i worked real hard and, and it's a big deal because he's the first african-american on the seven Mm -hmm. So her family, being African-Americans, is like rooting that on. Again, even though there's still a sinister undertone, I think she was talking. The mothers wasn't a big fan of A-Train. She was, she was like, oh, he hangs out with like terrible people. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's about the image, you know, and he, mm -hmm. he's joined the seven. So it's a big deal. Um, like we said, she gets sent to juvenile facility Red River, where she stays until she's accepted into the prestigious God... <laughs> I can never say this. Godokin. 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 I just say God you. God you so much. That would be the last time I say that. Godokin <laughs> University, which we're calling God you. God you was founded in 1965 by Thomas God, a behavioral psychologist. He created the school as a front to study superheroes and learn the reasons for their motivations and behaviors. It is attended by superpowered students who learn and train there to become superheroes for four years. Their training leads up to the annual Vault Hero Draft, where once a year the best and brightest soups compete for Vault International contracts to protect America's major cities. God U students, Queen Maeve, or I guess God student, uh, God U alumni, Queen Maeve, A-Train, and The Deep were all famously drafted to New York City to join the seven, something that Marie hopes to uh, do as well. And um, from that, I get a real, and I, I've been, you know, I, I served in the military and I went to um, Texas. I was stationed in Texas. And um, I ended up dating this girl from a very small town. Now, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. You know, city never sleeps. Her town had one stoplight in the whole town. You had to drive about 45 minutes to get to, like, a supermarket. Um, real quaint, real cool, you know, no issues there. But their big thing was football. Loved football. And one day I asked her about it, and she was like, to some of these kids, it's the only way to get out of here. To some of these kids... There's no other, they can't see a path out of here. You know, they're not just going to become a doctor and move to San Francisco. But if they can get an athletic scholarship, you know, if they can, if they can get drafted, if they can get picked up, um, if any coaches or, or um, people in general take interest in them, changes their life overnight. And I got real college athlete vibes from a lot of this show, to be honest. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, this idea that, um, you kind of have to put everything on the line to get to, for the chance to get plucked out and be one of the, the special ones. And seemingly in the same vein, if you're not up to snuff, you kind of just get thrown in the pile with, with everybody else. What, what do you think about that uh, analogy there? Well, I thought it was really interesting, especially with the school, how they had the uh, essentially they had the hero path, the entertainer path. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we really spoke to that like directly. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, that was it. Like that's it. Like where it's like, oh, you're either a phenomenal athlete, you're either a genius, or you're funny. You know, yeah. you're <laughs> you can fight a hamster. You know, right, like right, you can, right, right, right. or or you have no other role in the society but to be a normal person. Um, yeah, you know, that's where the villains come from, I guess. Oh, also, uh, before we go further, um, with uh, Marie, 
Um, mm -hmm. She was actually um, referenced in The Boys uh, whenever they oh. broke into the River Institute. Okay, whenever okay. He's, when he's going through the computer, you see her name and like her picture. So like she Is was set up. A long oh, they went time. to Red River to to check out um, uh, Victoria, right? They knew that she had gotten she was there or something like that. I think I, that's where we first meet Love Sausage. I know that. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I also um, we saw him in this. That was a yes. flashback, right? Because to yes. my knowledge, the sausage is burnt from the last yeah. time we. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> last oh. time I remember uh, that. And man, listen, I, I'll say it now, uh, for for the decades and decades of cinema that we got away with where the only nudity was women <laughs> boy this, this show and the boys love a wang and love to destroy a wang <laughs> there's a lot of wang destruction <laughs> in a lot of wangs in general a lot of wangs uh, in general <laughs> you know um but i guess to answer your question no yeah it, it definitely seemed like a uh athletics is the most important thing here athlete you know yeah. it's like because was it the Lamplighter School of Crime Fighting? You know, we're, we're familiar with Lamplighter. Um, yeah, well, yeah. people that the boys are familiar with Lamplighter. But then I wasn't, I don't, was the inter entertainment school just called like, inter the, it was, the uh, entertainment no, it was, uh, it was Crimson Countess. Remember she had like a webcam That's series? That's it. <laughs> yeah, it was Crimson Countess. You get a legendary hero or you get someone with a webcam. Right, um, right. Yeah, so it, it's there's, it, there's it's basically par partner tricks, right? At that point, I would, yeah, probably. Well, with, with uh, specifically with um, I guess we call her it was Little Cricket. Her name was, was it Emma, yeah, I believe Emma. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, quite literally, party tricks, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> what 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 great paths <laughs> to have? <laughs> but like you were saying, it's at God you that she does meet her roommate Emma. Uh, who can shrink and grow according to how much she eats or throws up. This brings in, like I said, the bulimia factor, um, something that becomes an issue when her mom comes into town, and we'll talk about that when we get there. Um, Emma is a YouTuber who goes by Little Cricket and has an interesting s sex life. Is that what we're, we're going to call it that? Yeah. Moment there. <laughs> um, well, I don't, I don't know. I, to be honest, sometimes... I don't know who, who's worse, like the person engaging in it or the person who's like super down for it. Because <laughs> that guy's like super down for it. He's like, yeah, this is exactly what I want. Can you grab it? Can you kick me in the balls? I think he says at one point. Yes. I'm like, what mean? is going on here? Yes. But he makes him feel huge. Makes him feel <laughs> huge. In her hands. Huge, yeah. bro. Huge. Oh, she needs seven. Uh, Ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone watched the episode. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, we also meet the upperclassmen, uh, Andre Anderson, Luke Reardon, uh, Jordan Lee, and Kate Dunlap. Andre has the power of magnetism, and his father is the soup polarity. He also gives me like the college athlete, like, or not even that, like the legacy, the legacy, uh, you know, student is like, my dad has a hall named after him and I'm like, not even there. And he like wants me here. You get a lot of that, uh, from there, um, with the whole powers of magnetism. Uh, Luke is the highest ranked student and he's incredibly powerful. He's like, um, human torch in many ways, uh, golden boy. Um, and again, feels like a legacy, you know, clean cut. Good old boy, you know, uh, doing what he got to do there. 
Jordan Lee can shape shift into different genders, each with their own uh, unique abilities, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, Kate, Kate can influence people to do anything she says by touching them, although she takes on physical damage by doing so. Who do you think has the best set of set of skills here in the bunch, or whose skills? Um, I guess I, 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 would you want to have if you had to have one? Well, I, I know um, I, I, Andre probably, but like yeah. I guess probably because you know he's a little more durable. Yeah. Um, he could, you know, he just takes the hit, like, you know, I guess when we see him, you know, later on the first episode, um, Jordan's is, is the most interesting, I think. Um, it definitely yeah. takes that, the spin of being, I wouldn't call it binary, multi-gendered. I, well, I wouldn't yeah. know what to call that. Um, right. but especially with the multiple powers of, you know, but, um, one of my favorite scenes regarding that was when mm. Jordan... Uh, I'm going to refuse to do pronouns on Jordan. <laughs> yes, he will just call. We'll just call here. them Jordan. <laughs> yes. Yep, um, yep. When when Jordan would uh, when they're at the bar would transform into a girl to get free drinks. Yes. Yes. That yes. I thought that was one of the like. Oh, that's a really funny like thing. Like like oh, way to take advantage. You know, you got to use they, using your power. They, it's a it's a it's a like thinly veiled metaphor but it works mm -hmm. all the way through and you know we even get a point of like her parents their parents being like we we birthed a strong boy you know like that's yes. that's who we that's who we had yeah, that's who you are and it's like no it's not i can literally pick <laughs> like i can literally choose yeah, yeah it's quite it's how i feel yeah it's how i feel and the gall the gall now that i'm hearing it in my head for them to say that when they're the ones that injected Jordan with the ability to do now this thing, you know, so it's like you wouldn't even have to be dealing with this if you weren't experimenting on your children, hoping that they make you money one day. Yeah, this Fondant. show is infuriating in those yes. aspects where it's like you're, they're they're babies, and then you're doing all this stuff. Um, yeah. Also, like as a before as a side note, um, I was at one point and I'm still currently doing it in my free time. I'm working on a a, a series of novels. Regarding superpowered people, and it was something very similar. And okay. so once they, once this came out, I was like, "Wow, now I have to modify it because <laughs> it's going to look like a very clear theft from the boys." Yes, um, yes, yes. So, well, you know, the greats uh, borrow, the greats are inspired. You know, and if they ask me, you were halfway there before they got there, bro. All right, oh, if I'm sure. put on the stance. If I'm put on the stance, that's what that's what I'm 100%. going with. Um. I I'm kind of digging Kate, but she gives me the whole Killgrave uh, sort mm -hmm. of you know uh, vibes yeah. there. The now the after effects I'm not down with that whole blood clot eye thing. Oh. I can do without that. Same way with Andre, we're gonna find out later yeah. on. You but, know that he yeah. he develops like brain issues. Uh, yeah, the brain almost lesions. like mini aneurysm uh, lesions. Yeah, I was gonna say aneurysms, but you know like things that can lead to an aneurysm, memory loss, all kinds of really critical. Uh, damaging things um so yeah everyone in here almost got a monkey's paw sort of power and well, i think that's kind of life in a lot of ways right you are you are born to some <laughs> privilege and born without some it, it, the country that you live in the skin color that you're in the height that you are your Love family it. genetics when it comes to food <laughs> and health all that kind of stuff you know um and it's a roll of the dice and these this is what these guys got <laughs>
Well, that's one thing I was really, I, I meant to say earlier when we were talking about the one thing about the boys that I really like, or as the, the franchise in whole, is like people may have superpowers, but there's definitely always, a, or not always, but there's typically a downside to the powers. So, yeah. you know, so especially with Cricket, how she, you know, has to essentially purge her body of food to shrink. And then she just eats to go back to normal size. But right. and then, especially, yeah. So that's one of my other favorite things that I really, really enjoy. Um, just how complex all the characters have to be. Well, it kind of, it puts a light to the trope that most people think that once you get superpowers, like, why, why would you ever complain? You know, yeah. like life, life should be perfect. And they, this show is like, it's what, like, your life is your life. Powers or not, you know, nothing's going to change any of that stuff overnight. Uh, so, uh, yeah, she's this is like the plastics. She meets the plastics. Um, they hound her and they eventually invite her uh, to a club. And at the club, <laughs> our man uh, Andre, is it? Decides that he's going to do a little party trick for uh, a woman there. And he turns a quarter into a nice little crane. And then he tries to bet the woman that he could throw the crane into a cup. <laughs> he gets, I'm laughing. It's terrible to laugh at this. I just think it's it's such a low stakes thing to that goes <laughs> up so crazy <laughs> that it, it can only be the boys. He goes to, to magnetically send this bird into some uh, rich guy's cup, but he gets bumped into and it lacerates the throat of a, of a party goer. And uh, basically, she starts to bleed out. But Marie, having the powers of uh, blood kinesis, um, is able to, I guess, force the blood back into her and kind of like seal the wound, um, which kind of makes her a hero overnight, uh, but is threatening to um, expose all of them for their kind of debaucherous <laughs> activities there. Uh, what, what do you think of this group here? Um, and then this, this moment. <laughs> um, so in, in this moment, I remember thinking like one, I'm, I'm totally on Marie's side. Uh, I had a rough, you know, has a rough go of it. Just not, doesn't really know how to fit in because she's literally yeah. never been socialized in any which way to this level. Right. And then, so then like, I remember thinking, uh, golden boy seems a little too good to be true. Right. Um, he's so genuine. The whole, the whole, every time, every time he deals with Marie, he's so like, oh, if you don't want to, you don't have to. And just, he's right, right, so, right. oh, so, so I hate to say it, like very warm, like, you yeah, know, like yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, yeah. And, and then, so um, I immediately was uh, definitely like, mm, I don't know how much I care about Andre so much. Um, right. Especially just right off the gate, only meeting him, you know, you just kind of showing out and then almost kill somebody. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> By mere accident. Right. Um, uh, and then I don't know. I didn't. Jordan was kind of like, oh, what a cool power set. You know, we only really experienced Jordan. Didn't, didn't they fought? Oh, like, we get that jerky people. moment. We get that jerk moment where uh, she goes to talk to Brick and yes. Jordan's in the in the receptionist chair. And um says like oh you're not allowed or we don't want you here or something like that and she's like what are you talking about i just got accepted here yeah so she's already kind of give stand being standoffish towards marie yeah so i think and then and then uh kate kind of felt like before i guess before i knew what her powers were i'm like oh she's just like the girlfriend of the it dude yeah and the then cheerleader so, right the like the, yes. like the like the cheerleader to the to the quarterback um but yeah no i i, I was 
I was on edge out the gate, but yeah, I, but I wanted to be wrong. I wanted to be wrong about Golden Boy. Like yeah. he's such an interesting power, um, and he just seemed like kind of like you say he kind of seemed like a legacy dude, but like a legacy dude that cares. Which yeah. I don't. Yeah, I, that's not a, a trope we get in a lot of media. <laughs> no, no, it is. So I was hopeful. So I, I I knew something was up with Kate because at one point she almost forces Marie to take coke or is it ecstasy or something? Uh, um, Molly, Molly, because and then she's like, I'm I'm not, yeah, I'd rather not. And she goes, I could just make you, but I won't. <laughs> and I was like, what what, what? <laughs> like oh, all right okay. And that's another thing. That's another thing. Marie is tripping balls while this woman is dying on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we gotta add that, that on top of that. Yeah, she is tripping balls. And she's like, I don't even know. And she can sense the heartbeat. I love how uh when this starts, and I mean, come on, man. Again, layered metaphor. I love how when this starts, her powers are something that she's scared of because of what they've done, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh but the longer that she uses them and the more she learns to understand them, the more powerful that she ends up becoming. Something that she was ashamed. Uh, of having, of doing, of being able to do, uh, become something that's going to take her uh, many places and have more of a useful nature than she initially thought. When you look at her training, it's it's pretty destructive. She's not mending wounds, you know. She's not checking for pulses. She's like killing you with <laughs> like daggers of blood. <laughs> it's the only way I can think. It's like when the uh, the symbiote in the in the video game, like she's just throwing out blood tendrils. Yes. Um, and it, it's, it can be pretty horrifying. And she thinks that that's what her job is with these powers. And we find so many other unique uh, uses for them. I think it's interesting. It's almost a commentary on what you think you're meant to do in this world and what you kind of can't, you know, uh, given your experiences and stuff. Yeah, she definitely seems to use them very offensively uh, when they're, they, I don't know, they almost come off as like, like defensive slash healing proper powers more than offensive but she's only using them especially out the gate when we see her strictly like she whips the one guy and throws him and then andre pins him against the dumpster right at the beginning yeah, yeah. you know uh and so it's like oh, these powers are clearly not offensive but she's very much using them um also they're gross <laughs> i mean the another thing is uh and I remember somebody saying this. I can't remember where, but it's like, why whenever somebody needs blood, they cut directly in the palm of their like. Is there really right. no other place? Like in everything, like oh, we need blood for for you know to put on this stone, and it, you know the rightful blood will open the door. It's like, why are you digging into your palm? There's so many other places that I think you can like cut, get the amount you need, and just put that where it gotta go. But she's just carving into her hand. I mean, one could again thinly veiled metaphor for teen, you know, um, self harm when you don't understand what things are going on, uh, but ultimately she will get to a point where like she realizes she doesn't have to do that anymore and it, like yes. i said it's a progression of the character um truly understanding what she is right now she's riding on a high because she's gone viral for this uh moment here where she saves um this woman so she's told to go meet up with the professor she's super hyped she goes over there and he's like yeah you're getting expelled like you did good work uh thanks for saving that lady but you're getting expelled and uh, we're going to be using you to blame for everything that just happened because those guys, they, you know, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't have to take the heat for <laughs> what, for what happened there. Again, kind of pointing to the whole deep of it all, 
you know, um, in, in worst cases, pointed to the Brock Turner of it all, right? Like he's mm -hmm. good old boy. Don't ruin, don't ruin his career. They're, 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 they're doing so well <laughs> and you just got here. So like, uh, what did you think about that whole flip of the script here? And I gotta say, man, professor Brink, I love Clancy Brown. <laughs> Clancy Brown's in like absolutely everything. And he's amazing. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, it was, it was hard. I guess, again, I'm on Marie's side. So, uh, like, yeah. going in and going, like, like, I remember being immediately just frustrated with the situation um, for her. It's like, oh, like, just because they're they're important. Like, oh, your background dictates that, like, you can be sacrificed, whereas this is the next Homelander. You know, these are, yeah. they could all potentially be on the seven one day, whereas you're just, you're a pawn in the game of life, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that actor, I, Clancy Brown, yeah. I don't. I've never. I don't recall him in many things. But every time I do, I'm like, "Oh, he's a real prick. Great actor." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's usually he's usually like a military man, like a military yes. general or stuff like that. But he's also done a bunch of uh, voices in animation. He uh, came to many people in DC's hearts because he's played everybody under the sun in DC, but usually villains. <laughs> um, he voices Grodd in uh, the Flash television series. He was oh, in the Punisher man. television series. He was the blacksmith. The blacksmith he's the he's the he's in the punisher series um where he's uh he's one of frank's older uh superiors um but famously he voices mr krabs on <laughs> spongebob <laughs> does he really that's yeah. pretty what a <laughs> what a resume he voiced uh Surter in um ragnarok uh, oh okay yeah yeah so he gets a lot of those deep growling you know commanding uh, voice roles here, but yeah, I'm just like another one. I guess bites the dust. Um, she she like sits on it, she thinks on it, and then she's like, you know what? I'm going back over there. And I'm gonna tell him one four. But when she gets there, uh, she's immediately attacked by Golden Boy, who seems to be flipping out. No one can get uh, you know a word in edgewise with him. No one can calm him down. Um, he goes and kills Brink. Uh, then Golden Boy starts chasing after her, and Jordan League stops in the way. He's able to, they're able to intervene, but not necessarily stop Golden Boy. You end up getting a big gas explosion. Golden Boy comes out. He seemingly looks like he's going to attack Andre, but he just tells him something in his ear, flies up into the sky, and pinatas himself. He just basically explodes. <laughs> and we are, we are left with the series mystery. Why? Why? Would somebody who is number one in the rankings, who, like you said, basically has a ticket to the seven as soon as all this is said and done, why would he not only kill himself, but go to the length of killing Brink, who, you know, it kind of helped, quote unquote, foster these children into uh, a situation like this? Uh, a hell of a first episode. What did you think of that hook? Oh, it completely caught me off guard. Um, I remember uh, it was. It was later at night i'm watching this and i'm like oh i'm gonna do this one i'm gonna go to bed it's gonna start and then and as soon as he exploded i'm like well i gotta go to the next one like, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no way i walk away from that you know like it's, you just can't um, no no yeah it, it's such a visceral then, thing yeah it's crazy yeah like um but the uh when when because you know, uh, marie walks in on him um literally hugging him and causing you know, brink to burn to death which has got to be the worst way to go or at least the top five. Right. Um, and then he's like, you didn't see this. And she's like, okay. And then he's like, no, you didn't see it. Like, I can't. And then yeah. it's like, oh, 
like now it's sorry oh beep uh yeah, <laughs> you're good you're good on here yeah um like oh now it's real because now he you know and then jordan jordan lee they were such a such an effective powers where so is is the male one physically very strong and durable? It feels and, like it feels like that's what it is, and the female one can do like maybe psionic blast or some sort of yeah, okay. uh, pulse uh, blast. But very agile, like yeah. Um, I mean, could re- could read his like or the the female side could read his moves to a T, and yeah. then the and would could transform on a dime, just like boom, hit back to female, dodge, dodge, dodge. Psionic blast, blast, and then you know, um, Jordan Lee was. This was the point where I, I was like, "Oh, Jordan Lee's legit." Like they're like, yeah, it's not yeah. like not just some you know, pow, you know, jerk with powers. No pun intended. Um, right. But like, le- a legit hero. Yeah, um, and that's what that's what I was gonna and, say. Then is because they, they even make it clear while they're defending um, Marie that they they can't win against Golden Boy. <laughs> you know, like yeah. they know they can't win, but it's not about winning. If they can stop him from hurting or killing one other person, then that's what they're there to do, and that's basically heroics right there. Yeah. So we kind of got the the most shining example of of uh, what one of them you know can think of when you think of uh, heroics in that moment. Yeah. Um, but it also unlocked that. Oh, what's wrong with gold? Like, what's going on with Golden Boy? You know. Um, yeah. Uh, and then it also. This is the part where uh, I guess it kind of bleeds a little into the second episode, where it's like, yeah, I really started going on Andre's side a little more. It's almost like he's being forced to be a legacy student. Like he'd rather not be there. You know, yeah. he's always he's always going to be compared. And then having Golden Boy there was like, oh, I can I can ride the pine. You know, I can be number two. That's fine. And I don't, I'm not being thrust into number one, which is not what I what I seem to want, anyways. Yeah. Um, so having Andre there made made me like, oh, Andre and Marie, and then I started shipping them. So yeah, pretty wild. Yeah, which <laughs> gets kind of which gets kind of weird later on when we find out some some other uh, allegiances and stuff. But uh, just like Watch One to do, they cover up the entire uh, thing with Brink's death and Luke's death. And um, Marie is given sole credit for stopping Luke um, and becomes the first freshman to enter God used top 10 rankings. They put a whole PR team on her. They want to make her the guardian of, of God U. Um, her and Andre, I think they wanted to, but he ends up not being able to make the interview. So they're like, screw it. We're just going <laughs> to focus it on you. Um, she becomes fast friends with a prominent character in the rest of this series, uh, the university dean, Indira Shetty, which... I always felt like they just made to, it could be shitty. I think that she's meant to be shitty and she's a oh. shitty person. <laughs> and it's just, it just, it just feels thought. like it's right there. I just feel like, I'm like, come on, man. She's shitty. She's, <laughs> she's just a little shitty. Um, but she offers her counsel. She's seemingly the kindest person she's met up onto this point. But behind the scenes, she makes a point to say that she's Vought's problem solver. That mm-hmm. she knows how to talk to these kids and kind of manipulate them to do what's in the best interest of Vought. Um, did you have any spider senses going off when we met Indira, the dean? Is is this this is the? Uh, I think I'm getting her confused with somebody else at the moment. Um, she's also in the boys, right? No, that's a uh, Victoria. So okay. this is yeah, this is they, the okay. woman that that doses Kate. We find out later on yeah. is the one that's been dosing. Kate. Um, I got dumb. Door, but vibes from her, like, okay. but like, 
like good ones. Like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe there's finally someone there. You know, she's still she still works for Vault or for Vought. So uh, yeah. you know, she's not hundred percent great, but maybe like she's going to trying to be the mom that because she obviously knows the situation. Um, no, she right. didn't have. She's gonna know. You know, I was hopeful for. I I just hope for positivity. Um, oh, I mean, that, that's, that's the best thing. And and like you were just saying, you uh, to go into like the mother figure uh, to go down that alley. Um, we find out that Endura lost her daughter. Mm-hmm. She had a daughter, lost her daughter. So it almost seems like there's this, um, you know, uh, situation coming together where they both have holes that they can fill and not the holes that Tech Knight will get to that <laughs> in a bit. Yes. My, my man Tech Knight and his holes. Um, but yeah, it's seemingly like the idea that she would even offer her counsel is, is a huge deal with her being a dean of all these students. It seems mm-hmm. like she cares, but we obviously find out that she has uh, other interests. And speaking about people with nefarious interests, Emma hangs out with our influencer, Justine Garcia, who learns the secret behind Emma's shape-shifting powers and then just tells everybody about it. And then when Emma's like, hey, why'd you tell everybody about it? She says, oh, I thought everybody knew. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically the that's basically <laughs> open and shut case of that whole situation there. But, um, you know, between that and prior to that, we saw Emma looking at her um youtube comments never look at the comments man don't ever look at the comments <laughs> you sorry, see some everybody. of our comic book click yeah. comments sometimes bro yeah. no some, some of I that do. stuff is like i want to get in there and i'm like you know what man yeah. i leave it because i know someone better is going to show up <laughs> and put people in their place oh i i run in and i type it out and then i'm like this might look bad <laughs> on everybody <laughs> like so I get the I get the same urges too, bro. I get the same urges too. Back. But I but usually what stops me is I click on the person and they have five friends. Oh, this yeah. is what they do all day, all day. They just say unhinged things to uh, get a rise out of people and and make or do or criticize content, which is what this woman Justine is doing. And again, with powers, you know, she has power. She could do anything, and she's still using choosing to use others to uh, get fame. You know, and it just shows the people are kind of who they are in nature, regardless of whether or not they're wielding any kind of special abilities there. Um, by the grace of God, man, I did not grow up at the time where social media was big. Um, I had a cell phone at 14, but social media was nowhere near accessible on my cell phone. I had snake on my cell phone. Oh, you had a Nokia brick. Yes, basically. It's the Jordan had, Lee of phones. It can take a yes, day. Yes. yes, it can. And it can convert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing. So it was, it was perfect at the time. But I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine a world where all of my uh, teen antics are archived. Like on someone's phone or on someone's device somewhere. I still get iffy now when, like, I'm drinking something and someone's like, oh, yeah, I took a picture of you. I'm like, why? What is that for? Don't get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Bonkers. What do you think about th- that whole nature of something that kids are dealing, today with, dealing with today that most people older probably can't even gel with? Well, one, I'm just glad there's a statute of limitations and that I was on oh, yes, yes. for <laughs> right, uh, right. Your Honor. Uh, I'm not admitting <laughs> to anything. I'm just saying may or may not have done a bit of debauchery when i was a child and just a young teenager right. that was bored um because i grew yeah. up in arkansas all there was to, like your like your friend uh from texas all there was to do was football and be bored and just 
You do bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, you do shit. You do a lot of shit, yeah, man. Exactly. You test, you, as, a, as, a, as a young person, I think you're meant to sort of test your boundaries. Now, mm -hmm. that's going to take you to some places, especially if those boundaries aren't as solid as they should be. Um, but you're, you're meant to kind of see how big the cage is and why we don't touch the, the bars. Um, and the idea that there are some people doing that but being filmed and then being reminded of those moments, that seems like an actual torture to me. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. But the but the scene, uh, it just made me think. Man, I'm glad I'm old. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I I I pity my kids in the sense that like their whole lives when we decide to let them get social media, mm -hmm. but the way it's made, the addictiveness of it all mm -hmm. is going to be publicized in such a way that if people choose to watch it, they can. Which, I, ironically, I guess we're doing this so. But, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, um, but so with the with the the that 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 character, um, just kind of giving out uh, Emma's secret and just telling the world just this really horrible thing that she has to do, I was in, was so infuriating. It was, you know, and especially with because. You know, binging is a real thing. Purging is a real issue that 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 is going on today. And so, just to have the world know, well, so and so has an eating disorder yeah. for views and for content. Oh, just rage inducing. Do you believe her when she says that she thought everyone knew, or is that just no? Oh, not at all. Not no, even. No. Not even. A second. <laughs> I'm gonna say, <laughs> how dense do you have to be to not know that that's a hot topic, like a hot button topic to bring up? You know? Yeah. I, absolutely ridiculous hey man great power great responsibilities that's how it's supposed <laughs> to go anyway um meanwhile uh andre and kate launch an investigation into luke's death and they find a secret recording that reveals his younger brother sam is being held in a hidden facility called the woods which is secretly run by shetty underneath the school andre breaks off to find this information in brink's office but almost gets caught after he manages to locate the woods kate saves him but suffers a seizure for her troubles. After Marie learns Voight contacted uh, her sister, who doesn't want anything to do with her, she withholds Jordan's involvement in Luke's suicide amidst a television interview. Um, eh, kind of petty, but she doesn't know anyone there. Like at one point, they try to get on her case. And she's like, I don't know you guys. And I was like, yeah. she's kind of right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was hung out to drive because of you, and we're not friends. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I owe nothing to anyone here. Yeah, kind of uh, called me out to like laugh at me. Yeah, kind of like invited me out to be like, hey, look at a new girl. Let's get her drunk yeah. and let's get her high and see what happens. Maybe Molly. Like, <laughs> yes. or peer pressured me. And peer pressure. Like, um, and then we see ultimately the biggest effects of Kate's, uh, you know, the 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 side effect of her powers. She uses them too much. She literally gets seizures. Um, she she told one of the security guards to suck on the other's nightstick. I think it was. What does that? What it, oh, was that what it something. was? <laughs> something along those lines. Yeah, uh, it gets dark. It gets dark. I think in the same episode. Me. I think in the same episode, she tells a guy uh, who's being rude about the whole Golden Boy death thing uh, to hit his uh, sack with a baseball <laughs> with a baseball bat and yell out Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> And then later on, you see him just Jumanji, yeah. Jumanji. Great, yeah. Callback. <laughs> and those bits down there, things are about to oh, get yeah. worse for them in a bit. <laughs> uh, 
so we get a flashback that gives us some context as we see three years ago uh luke and kate visit sam in the woods he's a he's a um what do you call it a patient <laughs> lost the word he's a patient there um sam finds out that the brothers got their powers by being dosed with compound v as children and in a rage he ends up killing a security guard and we're kind of shown that this guy is no joke like he can put his fist right through you uh if need be very homelander uh ish um so absolutely terrifying um and luke it tries to calm him down but ultimately kate uses her powers uh to calm him down uh, in the present andre and kate discuss the whole sam revelation but that just makes them horny, so they <laughs> they get into it. <laughs> Another reaction. How did you feel about finding out that they were that? At this point, we just believe that this is a post Luke. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, banging. Um, I don't. I I tried to rationalize it, but I don't. I don't know if I could like. <laughs> if, if my friend died, if I could call his wife, you know, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Right, 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 right. I'm not really, yeah. That's not really my cup of tea. It makes a lot more sense when we learn what we learn later on. But when yes. it initially happened, I was like, that was fast. Hasn't it been like a day? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah, going like on here? You just yeah. picked up his meat out of the brick. Like, it's in your pocket. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He's still sunbaking on the on the lawn out there. <laughs> um, but uh, Dean Shetty invites Marie to a fundraiser gala being held in Brink's honor and uses the event to introduce Marie to like a bunch of big wigs in the soup community. But this kind of felt like a token mascot sort mm -hmm. of <laughs> deal. Like, look what we're rolling out. She's new. Mm -hmm. She's female. She's black. She's the new, you know, superhero. She'll um, be the first and, black woman in those heaven. Um, yeah. And I think she takes it that way too. Marie's smart. I think she, she yeah. sees it for what it is. Yeah, she rolls with the punches. She just, I think she understands on the get-go, oh, like, if they're going to use me, I'm going to use them back. Yeah. What do you think about her her parent small talk, this 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 uh, illusion she's created about, like, her dad? Yeah, her dad's always watching, and her mom's, you know, totally down for her being excited to be there. It just made me think of, like, oh, she's just embarrassed that people are going to find out the real her. So she's, she's sorry, my children are loud. No, you're, um, no, you're <laughs> um it just made me think that she's inventing this world until people find out, you know, so, so no one goes digging too far into her, into what happened to her parents. Yeah. Um, like she's just getting ahead of the game. Oh, this is what they do. And then, so you're like, Oh, okay. Well, wouldn't you believe her? She's a hero. Right. Right. And the idea that even if it was a mistake, what, how they would look at her, like that matters yeah. so much to her that she's willing to fabricate an entire parentage, <laughs> you know, and they're still around, they're still calling, they're still hanging out, they're just not here, they're, they're a little bit busy. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting there. Uh, Emma's mom, well, that the gala brings all the parents over, like we were talking about, Jordan and Lee's parents show up and they're against their gender shifting nature in general. Um, Emma's mother shows up and they try to get her to do a reality show about her bulimia. Um, I can't, some, they had like two like gross titles. I can't remember what it was. Like, it's like feeling small or something like that. Yeah. Um, growing with Emma or something. Something I can't growing exactly with Emma. Yeah. It was something, something like just super cheesy. Um, uh, you know, stuff you can tell Emma's mom's kind of a bit of a like stage mom. I guess it's mm -hmm. the word we would use. Starlight had a mom like that. Yeah. She also reminds me of an almond mom. What's an almond mom? Um, it's 
whenever like uh, a lot of times teenage girls are hungry, the mom about like, here I have some almonds. Don't uh, eat anything. Yeah. Have some almonds. Don't eat. Don't. I know she even says, "Oh, I don't want you to eat too much." Right. Like, and, you know, and so she reminds me of like an almond mom. And at this point, we don't even know that she can eat and get bigger oh, yeah. than her regular size, right? Yes. So it just seems even crueler. Like, what do you mean you want me to eat? <laughs> What's yeah. going on here? Uh, kind of stuff. And she flips the whole script and, you know, basically lays out that her mom taught her uh, how to kind of purge and, you know, that whole insidious nature of that. Somehow the woman gets, like, even more excited. She's like, yeah, I, I love this show. This show's even better than the show I picked from before. <laughs> Um, like, the darkness ridiculous. of and the darkness of the exploitation of these families. Like, who the hell cares, right? We'll just put this stuff on yeah. TV, and people are gonna lap it up. You know, Honey Boo Boo ends at eight, and then growing with Emma <laughs> starts at, at yeah. nine. You know, and we're good. Um, so Emma later meets with Marie to reconcile. Um, with everything that's been going on, Andre convinces Emma to infiltrate the woods for him using her incredible shrinking powers. Feeling down on herself for being outed uh, about her bulimia, she agrees and successfully finds and speaks with Sam. And they kind of have a little friendly conversation. I was a little bit taken aback by the whole, you're white, so you like uh, Shawshank Redemption. What was it? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember that. Oh, Godfather, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. I, can't remember that one. I was waiting for a Dark Knight call out. I was waiting for a Dark Knight call out, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I thought about in general. Like, I think in general, guys our age would be like, yeah, man, Dark Knight. I love it. You know? For sure. <laughs> Um, but uh, what do you what do you think of this initial? Th- What's your read on Sam in this moment? What's your read on Sam? He's obviously a bit unhinged. He's obviously needs, to, or you know, we're led to believe he needs to be restrained or you know kept in this box. How, what is the feeling you're getting on him as he's like interrogating Emma and 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 this whole scene's going down? I actually, I, I, it was a lot of pity. You yeah. know, like you know, he's like you can tell you right at the gate. He's like, oh, I don't, you're not real. And then you know, so there's already a level of like, oh shit, things are wrong with him. Like there's some, yeah. there is an issue out the gate. Something's wrong with him. And then he's like, Oh no, I'll take the medicine. You know, I don't, I don't stop. I don't do this, you know, very much like he's there for a reason. And like, yeah. it, it, it made it more sad. Um, at this point, do we, do we know his brother is, we know about his golden boy. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then, so where it was just kind of like, Oh, like this, this is way sadder. Like, this is probably why they told him he died. You know, yeah. why he doesn't think he has brothers dead because like, he has so many issues that like him being there is just a whole big problem. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it also was, I don't know. It was, it was kind of endearing to see him kind of like smile and be happy knowing that there's issues yeah. with him. Um, and I don't know if it's all intentional, but he's funny on occasions. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. If, and that fun, that um humor comes off as, uh, as charming. Cause like the whole idea of like, um, you know, tell me something only I would know. How? How? I can't. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You know, that whole thing um, is really, really funny. And they do have a charming little meet cute in this moment that I think if without this moment, a lot of the other stuff is like, well, that came out of nowhere. But it, this this initial um, establishment of trust between these two. Um, and in this moment, these two are two people basically disregarded by everyone. Right? Yeah. Emma's, Emma's made a joke 
and he can't be trusted. So they're they're on the fringe of society, and in this moment, they find each other. It it would be romantic if the security guard doesn't show up because they set the alarm off. They figured out somebody's inside. Security guard shows up, starts to uh, use an electrified floor to torture Sam, and Emma's not down with that. She you know she just met this guy, but she's totally down to do what she does next, and she leaps into the security guard's ear and. What do you say? Swam, walked, uh, clawed her way I, through I, the brain. I, did did she eat her way through? But no, <laughs> like I don't know what part I have that could physically tear through. Like I don't know what she did. Brain tissue. Uh, brain like, tissue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it's like uh, it, it makes me curious. Does she retain her regular strength at that, or does it is it all based off of her size? Because if I was it's regular that as well. Yeah, probably she could just punch through, but she just... That's what I was thinking. I <laughs> she burrowed through that guy's ear like a mole. Yeah. Um, which is the second worst thing we've seen something happen on the on the series with a small person. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's not great that that power seemingly doesn't doesn't never lay never leads to glory. <laughs> At least it holds. <laughs> never leads to glory. <laughs> uh so and I'll just leave that one there with the audience. But um uh yeah, she you know, now it's like uh like she's made a choice now. Mm-hmm. So now more security guards come in and the episode kind of ends on a whole like, well, what now? We've now established what this is. Uh Sam ends up waking up and realizing that not only Emma helped him, but now she's in danger because the security guards are about to show up. So he like ruthlessly just slaughters them. There's a tra- trail of bodies. Uh, yes. where he's at um and he escapes with emma and they find an abandoned drive through to hide in uh years of experimentation and treatment at the woods has caused a mental fracture of sorts inside sam and he seems to suffer from delusions often seeing people as puppets one of the most fucked like yes. <laughs> pieces of imagery <laughs> tv's jason renner Damn you, TV's Jason Ritter. But he literally sees like a, 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 a Sesame Street parody that's mm-hmm. like, oh, you need to kill people because they're coming to get you. And if they're coming to get you, they're going to come and get Emma. And if you care about Emma, don't you? So you might want to go kill that Dr. Cardosa. And he's like yelling at the TV. Emma's kind of scared because she wants to comfort him and be there in that moment. It's, it, it is. It's, it's super tragic. But it's also my... Um, it excites me because it makes me believe that they could possibly do the sentry, right? Because the yeah. sentry is basically someone who's on the brink at any point <laughs> of, of of complete, you know, uh, insanity. He can give into a negative portion of himself called the void, but he basically yes. has the powers of Superman. And the whole time, whenever you're reading him, people are talking to him like he's a puppy because they know... <laughs> If they anger him, trick him, or, you know, they don't shoot straight with him, he could rip their their jugulars out. And I feel like they play that around with Sam, where we know that he's good, I guess, right? Well, where do you sit? (laughs) It's it's Uh, good good and bad to black and white in a scenario like this? Well, I think with him, yes. Uh, Only, and I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything, but, like, there's definitely schizophrenia there. Where especially yeah. when they're talking to them, they're like, "Oh, you have to kill them. You have to kill everybody." But it's so yeah. upbeat, and like, there's right. a level of comedy to it where it's like this is, but it's a, it's a very dramatic scene that I thought was really funny. 
Yeah. But like only in like the darkest way possible. Because you even see her kind of like, hey, let's no, you're you're fine. Everything's fine. You're not going crazy. No one's gonna hurt us yet. You know, we're we're safe where we are. Um yeah. but, but that one uh, as an Asa German, one great name. Uh yeah. second greatest <laughs> name uh, Right, right, right. But, <laughs> but Dude, just a uh, great acting. Like his, his, his yeah. was off the tree. I, I find that well, it's one thing. I, I, I don't think you don't see a lot of really, really phenomenal acting in this. And that mm-hmm. that specific scene, the first part of the scene, was yeah. very well done. Like I, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing something that he said, but like the line "Shut up, TV's Jason Ritter" is a ridiculous line to say on the face of it, <laughs> but he says it. With all like genuineness or uh, authenticity, like he really wants TV's Jason Ritter to shut up. So I'm laughing, but it's it's played as incredibly tragic. And earlier in the episode, he expresses his fear that Emma will just leave. He expresses yes. his fear that if Emma, you know, if she finds out too much or, you know, if he does the wrong thing, like everybody else in his life that's ever cared about him, she's just going to leave. And the idea that these puppets would poise that if he doesn't kill, you know, a certain doctor, that she could eventually be put in harm that's enough for him to now be laser focused on basically taking out anything that's going to get in the way of him being happy with emma now um and everyone's kind of everyone else is just kind of chill now they're all freaking out because they don't know where the hell emma is uh <laughs> you know she went on this mission andre's not even like she's like he's like she's not picking up the phone i don't know what happened i uh <laughs> sent her out Didn't there and, care a bit like, uh, all right what sucks man yeah, we don't, we don't know what's going on. So she gets there. She warns everybody else about all of it. Sam's alive, you know. He's out. It's a whole situation. Um, and they were worried about where she was. Now, what she doesn't know is that Marie is also doing her own investigation to find out where she was, which leads her to a student named Rufus, uh, who uh, is <laughs> you're really shaking your head. Uh, it's a psychic. He's a psychic. And he's like, you need to come sit down next to me so I can get close to you. And I can tell you exactly where Emma is. And all of a sudden, things go to black. And things come back. And Marie is, she awakens uh, in his dorm room. And he exposes himself to her. Uh, finding herself literally in the middle of sexual assault. Uh, she uses her blood powers to make his penis explode. <laughs> <laughs> And I said it that way because I don't think I'll ever get permission to say a line like that for any other reason yeah. on this on this episode. Um, is it a little on the nose that Rufus is a living roofie? Uh, I, you know, I never even caught that. That's <laughs> okay. that's, that's really good. That's pretty um, good, huh? Yeah. No. The uh, I remember thinking like, oh, he's really, and then I, that happened. I'm like, oh, he's a piece of shit too. Like, they, why does everyone suck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like Marie's the first one we meet, and she's good. So at least you want a good train. You're like, okay, so we just got to meet some other good people. Emma, you meet next. She's good. You're like, okay, things are kind of going, and then it just kind of goes downhill from there. Everyone's the worst, you know. Like, um, no, yeah. The the dick explosion both made me cheer and grab my groin simultaneously which is a very different reaction both ways <laughs> right uh, right right <laughs> um immediate like oh like you deserve it but fuck like sorry again oh no 
But you know, and, uh, and the thing is, they 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 do it at a pace that your mind is a bit ahead of what you're like. Oh, is she? Oh my gosh, there's blood in that. Oh no, things are gonna go. And yeah, there's only one way they can go from there. Again, balls hammered with the bat for the Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Now his penis is exploded. Uh, but he deserves it because Jordan, who steps into to a sister, uh, Marie, that is. Uh, tells Marie that, oh yeah, he does that. Like he's known for, yeah, various. You get too close. He just uh, situations of sexual assault, uh, various types of non-consensual acts. Um, mm-hmm. which one, gross, absolutely ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. and obviously, again, thinly layered thing of of men committing SA on you know campuses, etc., so forth. Uh, but like. The other part of it that bugs me out is this idea that um, the character of, you know, he, I think they, I swore they said the word pheromones, but I think it's like a psychic thing, um, the blacking out, whatever, whatever. But Star Fox, the character yes. in uh, Eternals, played mm-hmm. by Harry Styles. Uh, Harry Styles, played by Harry Styles, has those powers. He has mm-hmm. the power of suggestive attraction. He stands near you, and through no fault of your own, you're instantly in love with him and thus convinced to do anything that he says. Um, and there's an entire, like, She-Hulk storyline where she puts him on trial because she's like, they didn't consent to this. This is not, you know, like, you're going about doing this all the way and then you think you're charming. It's like, no, they don't have a choice. And I thought it was interesting to put it in this aspect, too. It's like, yeah, that guy would be a jerk. Like, that guy would be a jerk who does whatever he needs to to get what he wants. Um, so I like that they kind of made it a bit more black and white here because I don't know what they're gonna do in the MCU with that power. Well, it's also very Kilgrave esque. Speaking regarding yeah. the MCU, like it's I guess and you know, but uh, not to spoil anything, but it's very Kilgrave esque. Yeah. You know, where a lot of Jessica Jones season one, there's definitely a lot of they don't out and out say it, but there's definitely a lot of uh, implied uh, sexual assault. I vi- was oh, sorry, SA vibes. Yeah, uh, yeah throughout yeah. the entire series. Um, yeah. which is really well done. Yeah, 100%. And it's a it's a issue. Like, it's mm-hmm. a worldwide issue. It's not like they're just making these things up for drama's sake. They're actually putting it on Front Street um, and saying that not even a person with superpowers would be above it. And that goes all the way back to the deep stuff, right? You know, yeah. that goes all the way back to... A, a but- I mean, we literally saw, like, multiple superhero orgies of depravity. <laughs> like, it doesn't... It seemingly, when you have that much power, morals seem to shift. Um, mm-hmm. because you don't believe that you have the same, you have to be put to the same standards and applied by the same rules that everybody else or play by the same rules that everyone else morality has. Morality is a good, morality is a good callback to our, our conversation before we start recording too. It's pretty funny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes, goes full circle. Yeah. Um, so what went a bit ahead here? Um, penis explosion. <laughs> so <laughs> They they talk about the dangers of the mystery that they're unsolving. Jordan and Marie I need your reaction here, and then they kiss. What did you think about Marie and Jordan's kiss? Do you ship Jordi? Uh, it was Mor- Mor- Morden. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't come up with their celebrity name right now. <laughs> Jury, um, Jury. It was Are interesting, like because it was very. It, it caught me off guard completely. Because mm-hmm. it was it was it was a 
was it male Jordan that kissed female, or sorry, Marie female. Was it male Jordan that kissed Marie, right? Yeah, I believe the scene starts off with the arguing as as women. They they're like arguing because um uh she they're arguing over being scared over this whole situation. Yes. And um and the the you know the conspiracy of it all and um you know and I think at in the moment she's like Marie's um kind of defending Jordan like you were brave and you stood up and you helped you know when you didn't have to and then uh, Jordan shifts over to the male persona and starts kissing her, which yes. I thought was pretty interesting. Um, because I did not see that like that pairing oh, coming, but I mean, really caught off guard. It's college, bro. It's college. Yeah, exactly. college. <laughs> you can, you're gonna do you're gonna do some things, man. You're gonna do some things. Weird I mean, not, <clears throat> not that I know. Not not, not that anyone knows. Uh, college, is, uh, college is Vegas. What happens in college stays in college. <laughs> yes, and, but hopefully, just like Vegas, you don't stay in college for too long. <laughs> no, for sure. Four days, Max. Four years, Max. <laughs> That's it, man. Things get pretty old pretty quick. Um, so the latter half of this episode deals with the celebrity soup Robert Vernon slash Tech Knight, who comes to God You to record an episode of his Vought Plus series, Vought Plus, <laughs> The Whole Truth. Uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> better people than me have pointed out that he says like the word whole like all throughout this episode for various reasons and it's always talking about <laughs> plunging holes getting to the whole truth he at one point he accuses andre of eating someone's hole it's a whole thing it's a whole I thing actually, <laughs> uh, yeah i just caught that it was called the whole truth um yes. again I, I i really should have rewatched this like a second or third no time. you're good you're good i'm loving the reactions <laughs> But yeah, did are you aware at all of Tech Knight's uh comic book story? No. I would so, imagine it's similar. It's it so in in the comics he's more like a Iron Man type, so he's more mostly seen in his flying armor, but he is a like a businessman, oh, he's rich. He's a Bruce Knight. Wayne. Yeah, he's a Bruce Wayne uh uh Iron Man literally like night tech and you know tech for yeah. iron man and night and then so he has like a butler and stuff basically what ends up happening is he ha ends up getting a brain tumor that forces him to want to screw everything and eventually like his alfred leaves because he tries to uh screw him and i'm not talking about like put out wine and talk like he just want he just has a physical urge to hump things um and i believe the i believe the comic ends with him dreaming that he's humping the moon <laughs> like he flew to the moon and he's humping the moon but he gets like hit with like a wheelbarrow in real life and that's how he, like, he just dies you know like <laughs> it's not not it's not but i'm sitting here it was a joke for a while when the boys came out i'm like they're never doing tech night come on man the guy who humps everything that's absolutely ridiculous and even when he's here he's never in uniform so i'm like and i'm not picking up the, the stuff he's doing every time he grabs something with a hole in it he's like he at one point he uh grabs like a donut with a hole in it he's like putting his finger around it he has a tape dispenser at one point he's putting his finger around it. it's like some subliminal i'm some just subliminal all BS. of this coming back now i yeah, didn't man. i didn't pick up any of that oh wow. he's a whole he's a, he's a holy man <laughs> um, but um he his whole thing is like he's gonna nail the person who um you know killed luke now they are everyone saying luke you know is a suicide you know yeah but he's like i'm gonna find out you know get down to the nitty-gritty for my show and he seems to have some ability 
of like observation like he seems mm. to be able to like deduce when you're lying when your pupils are expanding or dilating i think those might be the same term <laughs> uh when your heart is racing etc and so forth um and he uses this like aggressive interrogation tactic on everyone um that's when he kind of puts andre on front street about like sleeping with kate and then yeah. he puts marie on on you know in the in the hot seat and basically she ends up revealing that jordan is the one who was the one to stand up to golden boy mm -hmm. um and he just comes right out and tells uh shetty that oh yeah none of these kids did it like <laughs> this is none of these kids but i'm just gonna pick one and i'm gonna blame it on them for my show so uh that's you know that's that's business there um so that's kind of shitty um when he learns that Sam escaped the woods on Shetty's watch, he, like I said, he, t he intends to frame her, but she threatens to expose his unnatural sex urges because of the brain tumor. So he backs off. Um, and I think, is it now or at the end we get the clips of <laughs> what this might entail? It's, he's like, he's filming at the end, he's walking away and he's like, we'll never know what really happened, but I think we all know, you know, we're all going to hope that you know, Golden Boy's fine, and then like, it's like, all right, we're done. We're done filming. Are right, you guys walk over there? I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna hang out here for a second, and then you see uh, him walk through a tree, and then oh, you see he got a hole in a big hole in the tree. Oh, come on, yeah. come on, Tech Knight, <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so Sam finds Doctor Cardosa in his home, and he flips out. He's like, none of you guys are real. Uh, all of this is fake. Um, and he starts to get crazy. Everyone shows up to try to use their powers on him. It doesn't work. Emma eventually is able to embiggen by eating something and kind of put him down uh, for a little bit. And again, like just like when with the whole Rufy situation, like in mid-sentence, Marie's like, don't worry, we're going to... And then it cuts off. And when it, cu when it comes back, Marie's in bed with Jordan. Mm -hmm. And things kind of ended what were your spider senses telling you at this time oh i just remember like thinking like oh did i did i fall asleep like, did i miss something like did i <laughs> like, was i did i like answer my phone and come back and i just missed the whole thing right and, and so i did i literally had to re rewind to go back to where the screen cuts black and then it cuts back in and they're just in bed and i was like oh it's not just me you know so i'm, I'm with them yeah uh, very 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 abrupt and again why here and why now, right? Like, very strange. Like, who else would have been at Dr. Cardoso's house? <laughs> you're, you're, you're all these ideas in your mind. Like, last I remember, we were taking down and like a almost psychopathic Superman, and now we're in bed at like a door, like a somebody's house party. Uh, mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, Marie and her friends awaken in various precarious positions. <laughs> Emma's in the pool. <laughs> She's like nine feet tall. <laughs> she's huge she's still in the pool and then she's like oh can you find me somewhere to throw up so she's just gonna like that's a lot in her is what yeah. i'm trying to say at that size <laughs> so there's a river of puke somewhere in that neighborhood <laughs> i'm just saying um but yeah there's like cell phone footage of them partying but they have no memory of how they got to this house and they can't recall a thing there's literal cell phone footage of like the girls making out of emma you know chugging things be uh big soup energy i think that's what they called the kind of vibe that she was giving off um but yeah they they can't figure out what's going on um 
Sam ends up fighting, finding Emma and Marie, but they don't recognize him. So that kind of crushes him because he was like, I thought I had friends, but I'll figure that I'll figure out why you guys can't remember. And uh, he runs away. A, nor a nervous Cardosa meets with Shetty to discuss his creation of a top secret virus meant to control superpowers. He implies using it on Marie because of her unique powers, or at least using her to maybe even perfect it. Uh, but Shetty refuses to involve her and claims that she has a mysterious benefactor, somebody who's looking out for her and making sure that she stays safe. We never find out who that is, right? Um, I was under the impression that it was the other blood user we're familiar with. Newman, right? Yes. That's Could what be. I'm thinking. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking uh, it was. Um, but I saw somebody else theorize that it might be uh, John Carlo Esposito's character in opposition oh, of New in opposition yeah. of Newman, almost to make a backup Newman, almost to have like a sort of <laughs> yeah. Um, um, that's interesting. I I forgot about him. Um, but yeah, because he, he he got locked up because of her. Remember, she like yeah. blew the whistle on on all that stuff, and he ends up going to jail. And she's about to run for vice president. So if he's as powerful as it's Stanley Edgar, I believe his name is the character. If he's as powerful as he says he is, if he got all the way to vote, you know, using his tri tips and tricks, then maybe he had one thing left in the in the bag here. And this uh, this could be you know the person that uh, he's kind of maybe ushering her along to get to the path in which uh, he needs her. Um, but neither has been confirmed yet. It'd be very interesting to see if they just outright say it. I I did not think that this series would line up so close to where the boy is. Anyway. Oh, yes. So I, I'm very excited now because I think that the interplay is completely on the table. Like all anyone you want to throw, you know, across from either show, I think is absolutely viable at this point. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see if we get um, more, um, was it Compound V, the, the what, what, yeah. what? butcher and huey were using to gain powers if yeah. we get more of that i i don't want to get too far ahead uh for after after for the, for the finale of v or for gen v okay. when we have everything happen um but, okay okay no no i i um i they did left they left us in a weird position with that too because i believe at the end of that we were finding out that butcher is dying because yes of the, the, of, the of v taking is too much D. Yeah, yeah, and seemingly like it's like again, it it's <laughs> I often say thinly veiled because you know it's there. If if you don't want to see it, you don't want to see it. But it's like you know your rage is eating you out from the inside. You know your 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 vengeance. Your your constantly searching for vengeance has now brought you to the point where you might not be alive anymore. What what does it take? What is it? You know, what really matters in this world? Um, but uh. Kate uh, claims that Rufus is responsible for their amnesia, and they actually have lost more than a day's worth of memory. That would have bugged me out. Because they're like, mm -hmm. what is it today? Like, Tuesday? And they're like, no, it's Saturday or something like that. And I was, I was like, oh, nah. Somebody better give me all these hours back. I thought, <laughs> I, you know, a drunk night's a drunk night. I get it. You tell me it was it's the next day, and I, I got no clue. Like, that's got to be the scariest feeling in the world. Oh, yeah. You know? And again, that's how I feel without cell phones. It's like, come on, ridiculous. Um they she leads Jordan, Andre, and Marie in confronting Rufus, but they lose track of him and Andre faints. Uh after finding her old diner t-shirt, Emma realizes that she and Marie already know Sam, but they must have been forced to forget him. Speaking of Sam, some officers uh happen to track him down. 
and uh, seemingly without any prejudice, uh, and I guess mostly viewing them as puppets, <laughs> in one of the most creative <laughs> massacres <laughs> I've ever seen, he just murders the shit out of these out of these officers in a horrifying fashion, um, and it's horrifying even though you're seeing that it's puppets and confetti. Talk to me about uh, this moment and you seeing this play out. This was my favorite part in the whole show because, like, <laughs> I, so whenever they did the the trailer for it, they were like, "Oh, it's this," and there's drama and this and this, and there's puppets. And I was just thinking, like, "How can puppets be involved?" And then right. you see him slaughter puppets, <laughs> and like, he, like streamers are coming out of them, and it's clearly <laughs> streamers, but yeah. <laughs> like ripping heads off, like. And I just remember thinking, like, this is so violent. I yeah. would, I wouldn't want to see the the not puppet version because, right. like, <laughs> because it would be so like over the top. But it was this was the prime comedy for me, like the idea of murdering puppets. This um, might be this might be a bad analogy, um, uh, because I'm on the spot here. But it's almost like how people say that, like lingerie or underwear is sexier than completely nude because it's what your mind yes. is trying to imagine. Uh, they could have done this live action. Is it anything under what they've done before with showing like Homelander mow down a whole crowd or, or it, it's right there. But this scene almost gets us level up because mm-hmm. we have to imagine what all these, these actual action scenes would be with real people. At one point, he rips off a guard's arm and shoves it in his mouth. <laughs> yes. You know, like, and then I think rips off his head. Like, and he just, and then it cuts over and it's it's him covered in blood and just a bunch of disemboweled bodies. Again, really showing you what this character is capable of. At this point, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be sympathizing with him or not. Because he seems on a hair trigger. Or were you, are you Team Sam all the way? Or, or were you kind of keeping um, him at arm's length? So this was still the moment where I was like, I still felt bad because again, like though hilarious scene, it's mm-hmm. clear there's, there's still very clearly a level of schizophrenia. And like, so oh, it's like, yeah. it's a level of like, he can't control these, especially like, cause, uh, didn't, wasn't there a, a sex scene where oh, there's one coming up? Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I won't, I don't want to run any, any surprises. <laughs> Um, right. but like, so like, there's just the level of skit. So I, I'm still like, oh, I now know what he's capable of. I mean, you knew mm-hmm. before, but now you really know what he's capable of because now yeah. you're seeing it happen, but like, you're seeing it from like comedically, but yeah. still, so it's like, oh, like, this is way worse. But also, like, this is why you had this guy locked up on an electric floor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is why it, he medicated to it, fault probably. Like it's he's, quite it's quite obvious that he's not that he can't be held to his own like left to his own devices. Yes. Right? Because it the the puppet thing is in te- is un like no it's subliminal. Yeah. Like it just happens. Seemingly and I mean I can't connect these dots again, I'm not a psychiatrist, but seemingly when like really adult things are about to happen, maybe things that are too adult for him to conceptualize, so he switches yeah. to this child uh like um, idea of things. It may have helped him cope while he was over there. Um, very, very reminiscent to what we saw with Black Noir and mm-hmm. his like cartoon characters after his brain brain injury. Yeah. You know, like those guys need. I was gonna say need to sit and have a talk, but I think Noir's dead. Yeah, Noir's <laughs> not. 
don't think he's there. I don't think he's available. Noir's got guy. I mean, I don't know, man. That guy, I remember when they tried to blow his ass up in Butcher's house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who knows? But um, yeah, super, super inventive way to have this scene. And I think if we would have just gotten a live action version of this, I don't think we would have remembered it as well as we remember yeah. it now. Um, while looking for more answers, Marie finds and removes a tracking device from her neck. And she tells Kate her suspicion that Shetty and Rufus are responsible for the amnesia. Kate apologizes and then forces Marie to change the subject. After realizing Marie forgot a recent conversation that they had, Jordan goes to reconfront Rufus. Emma finds Sam, who reveals Kate is the culprit after learning she used her uh, mind control powers to make Luke forget Sam's existence. Mm-hmm. Emma calls Marie to tell her and Jordan the truth. Andre almost kills Rufus uh, when a tearful Kate arrives to reveal her deception and restore all of his memories. He calls her a monster, and she seems truly uh, tearfully remorseful. Um, There's almost a connection where they want to make here that she mind-wiped Luke so many times that the, you know, she kept unplugging the the computer. (laughs) Like, now, now, it's on blue screen of death, and everyone's like, how did this happen? You know, and it's like, well... Someone's been messing with it this whole time. There's there's a there's a moment here of tearful remorse. Knowing what we know about how this show ends, do you believe it? Oh, that's a that's a hard question. Um, it is because I'm wrestling with it myself. I'm not sure. I have I'm a sucker for women crying. I have sisters, so I was just like, oh, like whatever. But then I was like, but I. So we're going to get into the nature and nurture in a little bit, right? Because we're about to walk through her, literally walk through memory yeah. lane. Um, but yeah, yeah, continue. Uh, um, we, we know I, she might have grounds to act this way, but is it permittable? Do you think that she really has a heart? I, I think it's I think it's inherently wrong. Um, but I think she truly does feel bad about Golden Boy. Like, oh, sorry. Hey, come on, cats. Sorry, cats are fighting. All right. <laughs> I actually can't hear them. Oh, okay. Well, it's just me. Okay. Um. Never mind. I made that up. Cats aren't fighting. Oh, I'm just. I'm just hearing cats. Schizophrenia. Um, get out of. Get out of his mind, Kate. Um, what are you gonna talk about? Whether or not it, you've done good things. The um. It was. It was. Like, I don't think she meant to break Golden Boy. Mm-hmm. I. I do believe in her own way. She was trying to save him. Right. Albeit the wrong way, yeah. Um, I so I think her intentions there were good mm-hmm. until we see otherwise. But yeah. I also think that you, as you as you people are as she's using. I mean, we're about to see it, but as the more she uses her powers on someone, the weaker they slowly get. Right, like, almost like someone they're building up a tolerance to whatever she does. Yeah. Yeah. So one off probably be fine, but like, which also kind of goes back to Sam, where he thought he was alone because his brother stopped visiting him. His brother literally mm-hmm. forgot about him until he got a thing saying he's dead. You know, right. like and that's enough. That's enough to want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. get some good old fashioned revenge. Yeah. Uh, she, but this is the thing. Like, she tries to make amends by like giving everybody their memories back. It's like, oh my bad. Like, here's here's your memories and here's your yeah. memories. But, making me. Yeah, but like you said, because she's overusing her powers she ends up um having a seizure and unknowingly traps marie jordan and andre in her unraveling subconscious 
uh, we dealt with this a bit when we went into Butcher Subconscious, I want to say in season three. Uh, they were trying to capture some mind guy, and he was like, eh, I got you. <laughs> he he yes. just like got in Butcher's mind, and we saw like how his family raised him, et cetera, and so forth. Um, but the first person we meet in Kate's mind is her imaginary friend, Soldier Boy, <laughs> who not after introducing himself and explaining that she was uh he's her imaginary boyfriend goes into great lengths to explain how he helped get her to womanhood yes <laughs> yes why is jason Ako so good in this role why is he like he he i think has the stock to play an actual factual superhero mm-hmm. or villain I think he has the gravitas. I think he has the build. He, he has the stance. It all matches. So when you have all of that package and he just says some of the most ridiculous things <laughs> in the world, it just it's it's bonkers. But what do you think of, of Soldier Boy and especially in this instance? Um, well, one, I think so. Uh, Captain America is one of my favorite people. I, you know, uh, dang, but dang. Soldier Boy is the my favorite version of Captain America. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. You know, he's just like an old dude from the 40s. And we all have grandpas, <laughs> you know, right. like, you know, like wrong time or whatever. They don't care. Um, and I appreciate that because he's, he's but uh, I also, are we sure he's, he's acting? Are we sure he's not just being himself? You know, I don't oh, know. Right? Yeah, acting. yeah, right. It's, just, um, it's so natural. It's just rolling off. <laughs> yeah. Like it just Either he's phenomenal or he's awful or both. He could be both. Right. Um, yeah. But no, I, I'm a big fan of, of him and of what I've seen. I, I haven't watched all Supernatural. Um, but everything else I've seen him in, like I am legitimately like, oh, this guy's amazing. Like I wish, you know, maybe we'll get him in something more concrete one day than right, like right. Soldier Boy. Um, he but, he no. uh, voiced um, Red Hood in Under the yes. Red Hood, and uh, he's gone to great lengths to try to kind of wiggle his way into some bat stuff. Like he's, I think that for one Halloween he like purchased a custom made batman suit and like just took a bunch of pictures in it kind of like hey you know in case you're anyone's looking but um i i just i just love what he brings to this role and you were just talking about him being old i always remember the line of yeah so what's what's up with cosby that guy knows how to party <laughs> i'm like oh come on yes <laughs> come on bro the worst <laughs> you are the worst you're the worst um uh. <laughs> And they're at the party, and he's like, "Oh, we started those. Like, we started yeah. the orgy. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> him, his grandma orgies. <laughs> yes, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, but it's it's so fitting that she that it's it's world building that he's such mm-hmm. a big character in this world that this mm-hmm. little girl would imagine like that's her boy band." God, that's her Justin Timberlake, that's her Johnny Depp, you know, like uh Timothy Chalamet, whoever people digging on nowadays. <laughs> um and yeah, it just it's just a bit of world building. Like he's such an icon that, you know, even young girls were uh finding their their womanhood because of him. Or discovering uh, themselves because of Jensen Ackles. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, I mean I think a lot of women discovered themselves. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I get it. No. I was I was six two and beautiful, but I'm not. So here we are. <laughs> You know, like he's he's just gonna do the office quote. I'm I'm aware of the effect I have on women. That's, yes. that's, just, that's just what it is. Um, but he he's there. He's there like North Star. He warns them. Uh, they have to escape her subconscious before she enters a vegetative state. Um, basically, the synapses in her brain are going off. She's they, they have like these lightning bolt strikes. Um, 
that signified damage that's happening to her brain because of uh, this overuse of her powers. And in pure comedic fashion, he's like, if you guys need to know one thing is that you definitely, and then he just blows up. Yes. <laughs> so they get no, they get no advice on this, on this uh, journey. Before we get into this journey, I got definite WandaVision vibes. And I also got super like uh, Phoenix vibes, like Jean Grey, um, you know, yeah. super powerful young girl. And people don't really know how to act around her and how much more dangerous can all this get kind of stuff. Um, and then I guess with the blocks and stuff moving around again, a little bit of WandaVision there. But um, they explore her memories and we see how she accidentally made her brother disappear. Heartbreaking stuff mother out there for days right uh looking for him i'm a comic book fan and comic book knowledge tells me that that brother's coming back because oh. you never you never ever mention a character and then just be like and then they just left i don't know they just yeah whoops what what to what point you you if you wanted to hammer home tragedy he walked away and we found him in a river you know what i'm saying he walked away yeah. and we found him in a fire or something like that. But to say that we don't know where he's at. Hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the boys finds a pretty ridiculous person to pin who, who her brother is in all of this. Um, we also don't know if it's older or younger, right? Is it younger? I, I thought he was like two years younger. I thought she was like eight and he was like six or five. I thought he was just a little, that makes like, sense. Like the annoying little brother. That makes um, sense. That's, that's true, though. I mean, the comic book rules: if you don't see if you don't see their body, they didn't die. They ain't die, man. They ain't die. It 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 it's like a joke in comic books. Like you'll start a new story, and a new policeman will join the force, and all of a sudden, there's a bunch of murders by this mysterious person, <laughs> and you're like, who is it? It's like it's the new guy. It's the guy who just came into town. That's why all this is happening. Uh, so yeah, super super funny. Um, so. We we're still in this uh, dreamlike state. We see how did you how did you respond to how her mother responded to all of this? Um, the way that she ends up treating her, all the way to the point where we see that she's basically in like a vault. Her her bedroom's sort of in a vault. Um, it I don't know. It kind of made sense, you know. Like yeah. it's just kind of like I is this don't know the what... Elsa? Is this the Elsa? Yeah, <laughs> of like... it all. <laughs> like we don't know so we're just gonna like put yeah, you in like, the room and... well she kept her at arm's length like, oh i know what you're capable of like mm, you're not you know you're not you were my daughter but now you're not so much my daughter kind of yeah. thing um it was kind of sad again it's kind of one it's one of those sad origin stories i mean every character had one apparently um but yeah but andre and yeah it's, it's andre andre is just he's mad at his dad <laughs> that's it yeah but everyone else yeah. had a really sad thing you know um, I don't know, Kate. With with her backstory, she definitely was a level of redemption. Not redemption. That's the mm. wrong word. A level of like understanding. Under yes. Yeah, yeah. Understanding how she kind of like she keeps everyone at arm's length, and like she always wears the gloves, which is kind of like you know. So you know when they come off, oh well, your your you sucks. Yeah, um, you're about to get got. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you also can see how she would then walk into the hands of somebody like Indira Shetty, who shows mm -hmm. up, shows her kindness, gives her medication to stop the voices. We later find out she Professor Exter. She she basically uh, uh, lowered her powers to a manageable mm -hmm. level, but apparently Kate's capable of much more. Uh, we'll find out, you know, the lengths of that in a bit. 
But um, yeah, shoulder compassion. Sometimes that's all it takes. And we literally see this compassion play with Marie, right? Earlier on in the series. So we see that she's very good at Professor Xing it, showing up in random places and being like, you have a home here. But yeah. her means are, are super nefarious. Um, so uh she ends up enrolling her into God you. She makes Luke at God you. We see a little meet cute, but then all of a sudden Dream State Luke is like, Hey Andre, <laughs> why you been screwing my girl, man? And I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? And basically we show that during their relationship, these two had been actively seeing one another. This isn't a they didn't have a grief bang. They yeah. they they like each other, and I think they both even mentioned loving each other. Um, do you think Kate had genuine emotion for Golden Boy? Where, where does that fracture with the Andre of it all? Was Andre always like, was it Golden Boy for the status given her tumultuous childhood? Or did she really think that that could be what she wanted and then kind of just went, you know, tasted Andre? It was like, I like this flavor better. Well, yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's, it's a golden boy for the status. Like, look, I'm with number yeah. one, but like yeah. little keys you see in number two or three or whatever, wherever, wherever Andre is right at that point. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I think I, I would, I would, or she wore golden boy like a beard okay. and, and then whereas Andre was like the dude, but it's almost like they both knew, Hey, well, this is, this is quiet forever. Cause y'all are a thing, but mm-hmm. you know, that, that's, that's what my take on it. Do you think that Kate and uh, Andre are more concrete? Could that be seen through? Um, or is that just, you think, just like a, was it, crime of passion kind of convenience? Uh, I, I think it was dirty. Yeah. I also I also think that with regarding Kate's upbringing, that everyone's going to be at arm's length. Um, pun not intended, <laughs> you know? But right, like, right, right. Um, but everyone's there. So, like, if you're not, I mean, she's connecting with people, but not on like such a way because she herself is also kind of a broken individual. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my take on Kate. And she's choosing her interactions, you know, yes. whether or not they're good or bad, you can argue, you know, that to the, to the cows come home, but she's making her choices. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so we're already freaked out because now we're seeing all this, this really <laughs> raunchy truth up front, but turns out, Dreams can attack you because he starts to chase after them and try to attack them. And they already know that they can't stop him with their powers, but they have no powers in this realm. So they just flee. And they end up going into one of Jordan's memories where Jordan saved Brink from an enraged Luke who was kind of figuring out everything. Um, and she helps put him down, which then get, allows Brink to uh, give them a job as his uh, TA, his teacher's assistant. But similarly, Jordan looks like, um, what's that called? Um, apprehensive about the whole thing. And then Brink just starts showering compliments. These mm-hmm. kids are so broken that any bit of positive reinforcement, any bit of that a boy, you know, that you can mm-hmm. give them, they're willing, to, they're willing to do it for that. It just kind of shows you the, the complete lack of support a lot of them were given, where at the slightest, you know, pat on the back, they kind of forget about, yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, they've been done. It's the moment of going like, oh, you're special. And they're like, thank you. Like, I haven't had that. You know, especially Jordan's parents. We wanted a boy. You're a girl sometimes. Whereas Brink was like, oh, no, it's fine. Hey, you be you. You know, like, hey, you saved me. I appreciate you. 
You know, everyone, yeah. it's all these kids are so broken that they're just so easily malleable that, right. um, that it's just, like, it, it's, so, it's so sad. Like, yeah, it's, it's such super a tragic, tragic show. Like, yeah. that's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's sad. And- and these are again, obviously, again, like all of this is metaphor, but these are real situations that real children go through. You know, mm-hmm. this is how people end up in gangs. This is how people end up in, you know, rough situations in general. How people end up doing illegal things because they end up in the, with the wrong people. But those are the only people who've ever shown them any kind of support or love or any of that stuff. Um, so eventually, um. They they get into another uh, memory of Sam and Luke being experimented on in the woods and Kate forcing Luke to forget what happened. And then the group enters Marie's memory of her parents' deaths. And we see her sister accuse her of willingly killing them. Um, oh, and then Emma, the flower Sam, uh, <laughs> who sees her as a puppet. Mm-hmm. That was that I, thought he'd, I thought he'd make her stop. I thought he's going to see the puppet and be like, chill. It was kind of down to screw that puppet. Was- well, you, you kind of said it before where it was kind of every time he's like a, a seemingly adult situation about to happen, he reverts back to a child. And yeah. so he's like, no, no, hold on. I kind of want this. And then like and then she kind of he closes his eyes open and then she's normal again. And so yeah. almost like he's starting to cast off that level of protection hard a lot harder you know <laughs> no pun yeah, harder harder <laughs> emma's getting through his defenses emma emma yes. emma is getting getting past uh some of his defenses um eventually they confront kate and convince her that just like them her trauma-filled upbringing isn't her fault um this causes them all to awaken emma and sam arrive and sam immediately and angrily confronts kate but emma talks him down and reveals shetty is behind all of this she used Sam to augment Luke's powers and is experimenting on other children. And she used Kate to mind wipe those who stood in her way. Meanwhile, Cardosa tests um, his virus on a girl named Betsy, which causes her to grow sick and weakens her powers. Um, initially shocked, Shetty then orders him to make the virus contagious. And now we're starting to really kind of get where all of this is going uh were you connecting those dots what did, how did you feel with this revelation she wants to seemingly make an airborne version of this which would kill soups um i think somewhere butcher is really happy <laughs> <laughs> um no it was, i love it, I, I love that they connect that dot too though yeah for right? sure this, i love that that through line gets that gets touched on yeah um this to me was probably one of the like this was the next uh, mystery after why did Golden Boy do it was like, oh, like why does she want to kill Soup? Like she's literally like helping these children who are all soups who they will all literally die because of this. Like why yeah. is she, like are they just are they are they puppets for the next stage of this? Like what's the point? Right. You know, yeah, this to me was the second best mystery of the show. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. And again, just connecting it to other worldly events in that world so smart you just build out the world it would make sense that the things that we've seen in the boys would have had long you were just talking about how huge it was global right some of this stuff it would have some effects it would trickle down we would meet people affected by some of the things that we've seen and they they do it expertly here um 
Marie and Jordan break into Shetty's office to gather evidence uh, and present it to VP elect and professional head popper Victoria Newman, an undercover soup politician who arrives to God You for a town hall meeting, like the worst town hall meeting of all time. Man, that host is an asshole. That host is a straight up jerk. He, oh my god! But it's every right. It's every super political pundit sort of, mm-hmm. you know, um, Bill O'Reilly madness. Uh, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> uh, it's during this meeting town hall meeting that we learned that Shetty's family was killed in a plane crash caused by Homelander. She's the uh, transatlantic flight, uh, yada, yada. Um, that's big, man. Yeah. And what's interesting is we have met these younger soups and we are attached to these younger soups, Marie, Emma, you know, we have some affinity towards them. And so we don't want them to die. Uh, we wouldn't want any harm to be caused to them. Even Sam, you know, we, we kind of we understand the whole situation there and how shitty all of this is. Yeah. But we also remember how we felt when we saw that plane go down. I don't think anyone who's seen that scene can forget that scene yeah. of a man willingly dooming an entire airplane full of people, children who were begged to be taken, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, to safety um, because he didn't want he didn't want to get caught, you know. Not saving all of them, so might as well yeah. get them yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, so with that in mind, what position are you in this? Did you find yourself a bit pulled in both directions here? Oh, for sure. Um, I I agree with Shetty, truth be told. And more, more, more than I'm connected to them, like, mm-hmm. I, I couldn't imagine losing my kids much less to like a super powered being that I literally have no nothing to stop. And right. then like the idea of going like, Oh, I finally found a way to get it. Like, right. I, get it. I get it. Like, I, I mean, I'm not justifying it, but I understand it. Um, There's in no way is she more dastardly than butcher. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like he, he straight up kills soups. You don't give it. He, he, and the thing is him, Huey, like these, it's all because of an uh, inciting incident. Mm-hmm. And it actually brings up the question, you know, if something is done wrong to you, are you permitted to do everything in your power to make sure that it doesn't happen again? It puts you in a very odd position because the stance you take against Shetty, you're going to have to look at Butcher in that same light. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to kind of look at the boys in that same light. If they're anti-soup, if they're taking soups down, et cetera, and so forth. What I, It's literally in this conversation with you that I just realized how unique it is to watch a show from the soup perspective. When we spent three seasons... Kind of being anti-soup. Well, and you got to think like, or you have to, uh, but um, I, with the 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 mute uh, Asian lady on the boys in a soup, her goal oh, is Kamiko. to kill soups. Kamiko, that's it. And then yeah. Starla, her goal is to also kill soups while being. Yeah. So like, there's a level of like, you know, are you at what cost? Self-hating. Like, yeah, so, like a little bit of self-hating. You know, you know, are you mad at your? parents for forcing you to do this thing like what you know what what's the you know at what point are we the good guys or the bad guys you know yeah, because hard. if if you were a puppet and you're mad about that why would you kill other puppets yeah like I, wouldn't wouldn't those other people be in the same position that you just were in you know there are other members of the seven that got in just the same way you got it it it, it really does play with that again morality of it all mm-hmm. it not, it's not black and white in a world where they this is the this is the realism that people claim that they want in in the superhero genre this uncomfortable gray yeah. in the middle 
and I love it. I feel like a lot of edgy media doesn't do the gray because it's it's too focused on rule of cool. The main character's cool, and there's nothing wrong with him. Even in the boys, we're led to believe, like, no, Butcher's kind of gone unhinged at this point. Yeah. He kind of has gone a bit off the rails. Um, and again, you know, you can you can defend yourself given that you were attacked, but for how long? And gosh, even saying that out loud, what's going on in the world right now? No, yeah, no, it's it's a lot of <laughs> a lot of gray yeah. right now. A, a lot, lot of gray, gray, man. There's a lot of gray going on here, man. Oh, but the, you know what? Um, uh, the the whole Homelander thing puts her on a scorched earth, you know, uh mission against the soup community um and we even see a rebellious drunk dr cardosa come into her office and pee and <laughs> talk about the virus and all this yeah. kind of stuff um unaware that marie and jordan are there or whatever um but to connect it to the boys shetty got a a, a soup killing virus so who does she go to she goes to grace mallory uh mm-hmm. butcher's boss and it's like hey you guys hate soups right Guess what I got? <laughs> I got this thing that's about to kill all the soups. And she's like, no, I don't I don't want it. And I love that there's a betrayal in Shetty's eyes. Because Shetty knows that Grace Mallory lost her grandkids because of Lamplighter. Mm-hmm. Which set Mallory on her path. So she thought this was about to be a, like, they were going to high five each other and shit in this yeah. moment. Yeah, we all go, we're going to kill them all. And when she says, like, not only am I not down to do this, but... If you do this, it still won't bring back your husband and your daughter. She turns around and says, "And what about your grandchildren?" You know what a what a interesting moment. What did you think about that conversation between those two? Uh, it's heavy. Uh, I mean, like it's. I mean, it's it's hard to be like, well, well if you incited a genocide, again, not not in today's climate, but if you incited right, a, right. <laughs> a super genocide, um, yeah. you know, it's not going to bring back people back. Maybe it stops the bad ones, but what about the good ones? You know, yeah. are you are you what about the ones that are trying to change the world and not Homelander? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you, know, you meant like the worst possible one. I'm so sorry that was the first one yeah. you dealt with, but like he was like the worst one. <laughs> he's awful. Like we you know, but he's powerful. And you know, right. no, it's 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 such a heavy conversation. And and I mean again, like it's it's fun that this show kind of touches on uh, a, a lot of today's, I guess, worldwide comment at this point, like with a lot of the the the, the tropes and the the ideas they they kind of hint towards, but they don't out out and out say. Um, yeah. But there's also no way, you know, they, that they could have d- determined this was going to happen in today's world. Um, <laughs> so y- yes and no, I guess. Yeah, I, I, All right. The, All right. The, no, the, the the yes I say because like it never stopped. <laughs> Kind of technically. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. But 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 what I will say is this is a conversation about proportional response to trauma. Mm-hmm. When someone tra- traumatizes you, hurts you, does something absolutely ungodly to you, what are you allowed to respond with? How much rage, venom? How much can you scorch the earth? And I think that there, I think in most people's minds, they think of like an equal. Right, you got me, I get you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like you just said, she's about to indiscriminately kill all the as many soups as she can. Yeah, you know, and gleefully do it. Like she's talking to Maddie, he's like, yeah, as many, you know, like we're trying to get this done, we're trying to pump up our numbers. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, I thought it was really big of Mallory in that moment to not to not uh take that offer. 
And then I got super excited because once she walks away, Mallory picks up her phone and is like, hey, I got to talk to you about something. And I'm like, that's my boy on that line. Now she calls Butcher. Butcher's like, I'll take two. You know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are these cunts doing over there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I'll take two. Yeah. I'll, Does it I'll come in up. black? Yeah. So. Uh, and again, we, we sit here talking about like thinly veiled stuff. But we see Andre's father try to do an interview. He ends up having a seizure. So Andre goes and sees him at the hospital. Like I said, the whole thing happens with, uh, we find out that Andre's father uh, suffers um, almost brain damage every time that he uses his powers and that this is hereditary. So it's going to happen to Andre as well. We already see kind of moments of it and he's kind of hinting at symptoms he may have already felt, which means he's further along in this deterioration than maybe we even knew, which is tragic. That also speaks to like, um dementia right like hereditary dementia and when that just hits your father and then you're like what the hell and then they're like oh by the way it's genetic and then you're like wait wait, what like what what now what oh decline no thank you yeah (laughs) it becomes it becomes a ticking clock and then what do you do with that information do you sit and you doom yourself because you know what is what will happen or do you try your best to live in that moment it there's no easy answers there but i love that they pose the question uh with that but in a moment that's a little bit too close to things, uh, we see that Victoria Newman is not great at keeping the soup community uh, wrangled in this in this moment or in this meeting. And amidst the meeting, student protesters incite a riot and create a soup lives matter movement. <laughs> I think at one point they said like, "You cannot contain us." They're doing the "You cannot mm-hmm. contain us" chant. It's very reminiscent of the you cannot uh replace us chant from the uh, north carolina it was in north carolina uh charlottesville charlottesville yeah charlottesville's mount marches going back to the white genocide thing that they were talking about <laughs> from last it it's all so poignant in this moment super 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 poignant um while evacuating newman uh while evacuating sorry because everything's going to shit newman meets marie and they discover that they have similar powers and upbringings uh, Marie tries to convince Newman to expose the woods, but Newman convinces her to pursue a position of power with political or cultural influence instead. Newman's kind of always been on this track, yeah. right? She's playing the long game. Yeah, um, she's going long. I don't. I don't think she's even a, people even know she has powers. I no. think for all, all we all know, she's a normal person. I mean, and that's even more insidious, right? Because she's she's portraying no, herself sure. as a superhero like liaison. Yeah. Like I'm playing on both sides. Like, no, you actually are just one, <laughs> and you're just yeah. And she's literally killing the competition. Like, yes. Yeah. So like, remember that courtroom scene, people. Remember that courtroom scene where she's taking people out. Um, is is she right? We we know the duplicitous nature of this character. Is she right that you don't just torch down the woods? You like. You get a, a standing behind you. You go through the right legal matters. You create a political movement, and then you change it in the in there. Or or do sometimes you just gotta kick a door down? See, that's a that's a, a, a lot a lot of questions. Um, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's poignant in the fact that like that's, that's what you should do. But like, yeah. at the same time, like you know, history. Uh, History tells us otherwise that you know you yeah. take over and then you you apologize later if you try to do it the legit way it doesn't always work out or even if you try to do it the, the wrong way it doesn't work out you know it's just it's yeah 
she's such an intriguing character, probably one of the most complex characters in the entire genre, because like, I mean, she's playing the political game um, while playing the other game as well. You know, while she while she's literally killing people that go against her, but like from from afar. I mean, you know, so like she's a she's one of the most intriguing characters for me in the entire show or entire the entire universe. I'm sorry for constantly putting you in this hot seat, but I just think of interesting questions as as you speak because it just my my synapses are firing. Um, who do you think is more emotional in this moment, Newman or Marie? Because while Newman may not seem emotional, she's so emotional that she could ignore all the little stuff, right? All all what she she she's so emotional that she's laser focused. Where obviously Marie's so emotional right now, she's waiting to cut the red ribbons. We don't got time for for you know bureaucracy. We need to just uh, stop this whole Woods thing in general. Uh, it's got to be Marie. But only because Newman's like ready for it. Only she because she's like she can compartmentalize these things. Whereas I mean, I mean she's a politician; she has to be. But like, whereas yeah. Marie seems like like oh, I'm, I mean, I'm re- I'm reacting like just a person would, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like you know. It's, this has all been like a week, maybe in her life. Yeah, exactly. Like this has been a, what a rough week. Like I've had some bad yeah. week. It ain't nothing like this. First week at school. Wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> person dies detective agency forget powers potential assault you know yeah. like what a wild penises week. blowing up people yeah. growing 90 times their size it's a lot it's a lot to deal with um so we see kate force shetty to kill herself um after she revo- re- uh, is forced to review uh, reveal the truth about the woods and its creator thomas god you <laughs> Uh, and her motivation for creating the virus. It turns out no child is set to, sent to God you to learn from the school. The school is a front so that Vought can study young soups for their own gain. Dr. Cardosa meets with Newman to give her a virus sample in hopes that she will blow a whistle on this whole thing. But she uses her abilities to kill him as a means of preventing his knowledge from spreading. Is she hoping for like a false flag kind of situation? Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good question. Um. I, I don't know. I kind of saw it. She's as playing five D chess. She was playing five D chess in seasons where I couldn't even tell what she was doing. So yeah, like, I, I you know I, I don't know if this if I if my suspicion is even close to anything, but it feels like she wants an incident to happen to either blame it on something or use it to usher. And the more I say this stuff, <laughs> it's just so so like true to life. No, I, <laughs> like yeah, in order I, to usher legislation quicker than it possibly can go if it, I mean, if it happens then you can that's the way to do it like i mean if yeah or or like if the if the goal is like with vaught has such a power grab on everybody if you slowly discredit vaught you know eventually their funding runs out and you know it's a corporation about money ain't nothing you know they're, i don't know like, they're on she... the back foot because yeah. they lost members of the seven Everyone knows about the compound V incident. Homelander's on trial for killing that dude. You know, regardless of whether or not he still works for you know Vaught or not. Um, yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see the PR 
the PR moves that, are, and we see some of it in the final episode, yeah. right? Of them picking yeah, the members actually. of the seven. But it's like it's funny to see that they they're already on the case of like we need to rebrand, we need to get people back on on the side. It's so insidious because again, you watch these superhero shows for lasers and punches and all that kind of stuff, right? Like superpowers, super speed, all that kind of stuff. No, the real stuff that's happening is bureaucracy, lying, uh, you mm -hmm. know, uh, subjugating and um, uh, prejudice and all the things that we deal with kind of no in a normal day. So it, it's bonkers. But we are rounding to the finale here. Um, while Vought CEO Ashley Barrett, who I love, I love that character. Yeah, I love that character. she... And she started like as an intern or something, right? Like she started way yes. lower on the card. I think almost all of her superiors have either died or killed themselves. Uh, we know that she loses her hair because she's been pulling mm -hmm. it out. Um, yes. <laughs> so she used, she meets with the God You Trustees on how to spin Lucas' suicide. Um, um, Kate and Sam return to the woods and free the remaining captives before leading, leading them in killing non-soups across campus. Were you surprised by Kate's seemingly uh, overnight radicalization? I'm going to say no. Um given all the facts on the table and seeing that she how she'd been pulled and pushed by people like shetty and brink and stuff like that i, I can see her it's almost easier to, to do it this way than it is to take a, any kind of responsibility or have to pick and choose oh for sure good and bad. yeah she definitely was like oh it's their they made me do these things i'll i'll make everyone else pay as, yeah. as opposed to take responsibility for their actions yeah what do you think about her and sam as a duo <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> yeah. Sam, alone, I feel like Sam alone was stronger than Golden Boy. Um, yeah. I mean, they were literally they were spiking his blood with or Golden Boy, but with Sam's to make him stronger. Like, yeah, um, Sam seems more durable. It's like he's, uh, you know, he just seems like potentially one of the toughest characters from a physical standpoint that we've seen. Um, now, again, mentally not so much. So, I mean, but like having them back to back, that's a tough combination. Were you afraid at all when Sam starts to talk a bit more crazy? Because he starts, I think it's in Shetty's office where he starts to be like, well, I want to be a hero. And a hero means stopping all the people that hurt you or whatever. Yeah, stopping, stopping the bad guys. Yeah. Um, His, again, this is about the show, not the show. Life. Just the show. Like 100% I, I, people. I, Don't come on my man. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really easy to take someone who wants to believe a certain thing and say they're doing the people that hurt you were doing it this way. So you should hurt them. And then you can do it the way you want to, you know, again, you won't contain us when he's literally been in prison for most of his life. You know, like, I think it's really easy to hear those words and go, Oh, like, yeah, they're right. I've been imprisoned, you know, and they've been holding me down this whole time. So I can't, you know, I think he's probably the easiest person to turn as opposed mm -hmm. to like someone like Kate, who's like, nah, right. Uh, not really and, taking and the hero. I think if you think of some of the most fringe um, uh, parts of society out there, and I mean, more the more damaging ones, like the super misogynistic yeah. ones or the super racist ones or the super um, Nazi ones, you know, like any of those the the seed that's planted is usually you feel like something's not right in the world and someone tells you you're right to believe that and i can tell you why i can tell mm -hmm. you what's actually wrong 
And because you actually don't have an answer when provided with one, that makes sense. It was always them. Damn mm-hmm. it. Oh, well, now it's much more easier. Now that I know who the enemy is, it's much easier now to do uh, what you got to do. Again, um, to say death to all yes. non-powered peoples, it's a bit, bit of a generalization. You know, not everyone put you in this position, but again, enough people did. Well, just just look at Nazi Germany. It's all I'll say. Look at look at yeah. like nineteen twenties Germany, and yeah. you know, uh, and it's kind of the same premise. Yeah, they're doing yeah. this their fault, you know, and it definitely leads you a certain way. Super easy to scapegoat. Super easy to scapegoat. Um, Marie, Jordan, and Emma attempt to contain the chaos. Emma, I mean, Marie demonstrates increased mastery of her powers. Uh, Sam suffers hallucinations of Luke, who tells him to stop and reveals exactly how he died. Uh, but Sam ignores him and allows Kate to destroy his ability to feel emotions. That kind of, I was like, that's not good. God, is that not yeah. good? <laughs> feel nothing, Kate? Nothing, mm-hmm. girl? Did you not think that through? It's like when you wish for things. You know, <laughs> you, can you give your three wishes. You have to be very careful with the words you say. You want Don't him to know. feel nothing. So he feels no remorse. Mm-hmm. So he feels no guilt. None of the none of the good emotions that keep us <laughs> in line. And he has the powers of a god. Not great. Yeah. Uh Andre learns that polarity seizures was a result of brain damage. We spoke about this. Um, and that he might um, you know, he might be succumbing to this as well. He's given outright the polarity mantle. He's like, I got the suit for you, bro. You got it, whatever. And he uses some powers in this to help, and we can kind of see some residual effects. I think he was talking to Maria, whatever, like that, and he seemed to almost not even recognize her. You know, because they were saying that it messes with memory and stuff. I wonder how far this is going to go with this character. Um, and we'll see, I guess, the the, the debilitating effects of, of using this power. Um, but by choosing to, that makes him a hero, right? Self-sacrifice, kind of. that's not that's kind of yeah. the whole point of being a hero, but you know, you yeah. do the do the right thing at all costs, but like that's it it, it sucks. Like he's yeah, he at this point in the in the series series, I'm fully on him. I'm on I'm on his side, like I'm fully with him. Uh yeah. and then so like seeing him go like, Well, like it's gonna happen. I gotta I gotta do the right thing. It, it's what it's what Golden Boy would do. It's and I have to repent for all the shitty things I did to him. It's what my dad would do. You know, yeah. like there's definitely a level of uh, rebellion in him at the beginning that it kind of seems as if he works out along the way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it kind it kind of exactly. reminds me of the whole like glorious purpose thing with the whole Loki thing. You know, mm-hmm. like what his father wants is glory, but real purpose comes with burden. It comes with sacrifice, yeah. and that's what he's learning in this instance. This is what it's what being a hero is really all about. It's not about being number one and having the statue and, Oh, I got all these sponsors and stuff like that. This is, these are the true moments here. Um, that really matter when it all get, when push comes to shove. So, uh, you know, Jordan is there, everyone's fighting. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Marie sees Jordan, um, and then sees that Kate's hand, <laughs> Is coming towards Jordan in an attempt to brainwash Jordan. And so Marie just blows it up. <laughs> she literally just oh, yes. explodes the hand. Tell me about this moment. What'd you think? <laughs> <laughs> well, one, I was like, oh, she's like, she's so much further evolved. She went yeah. from like small explosion on Wiener to like pulling up the thing to like blowing up a whole arm. 
Yeah. Like, I just, I'm, I remember I'm just sitting in my TV and just going like, oh my God, wow. Like, yeah. also, like, I mean, can she only touch with her hands? So now she only gets one. Uh, right, right. Yeah. I wonder how that was. The half powers now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, this is one of those guy, moments where I was like, show the rub. You show the rub. You got to show the rub to use your powers now. Um, it, 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 it's, it, there's hilarity in it because you can also tell that it was Marie's first instinct. It wasn't like what she wanted to do. She just wanted to make sure that Jordan didn't get touched. And her first reaction was to blow, was to blow that arm up. Absolutely funny stuff. Um, uh, we got a moment earlier on where, uh, you know, the, the, all the vault people were in a helicopter and mm. that, what, 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 what a shitty moment was that, right? All the vault people were trying to escape and they call up members of God, you and are like, Hey, if you could save us, <laughs> you have a, you have a seat in the seven. <laughs> So Marie's down there trying to help, and uh, ultimately they to save them from um, them. Uh, they were trying to target a helicopter they were in. She pulls the blood from several people on the ground and sends, uh, you know, blood sickles uh, stabbing through various people. So yes, her, her powers are growing. Uh, we know that she can she can now sense invisible people mm-hmm. because she can uh, feel their heartbeat and sense the blood going into their veins. That was a super cool little visual that we got there where she just basically can see the whole circulatory system. Um, but, uh, yeah, that all happens and we're all like, okay, worst comes, you know, like her arms blown off. There's dead people everywhere. Yes. That guy was burning people's faces. <laughs> you know, that, that weird too was burning people's faces. Everyone's dying and we're all like, okay, this is all crazy. Uh, show's about to end. It's all over. And then Homelander shows up. And you know what, man? Every time I think that I like that I'm over his whole unhinged act, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. He shows up and gives like a like a look and you're like, oh, he's gonna kill everybody. In this he's gonna room. kill everyone. He's gonna kill everyone on the ground. <laughs> That's my instant thought. And like she goes to say something, he's like, mm-mm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh no, what's about to happen? And then he basically he's like, Do you like killing your own kind? Do you like, uh, you know, hurting superpowered people? Uh, very, a very weird reading of what's going on in this situation because that's not what's going on at all. Um, but he just does he doesn't question it at all. And then, like again, blackout. And then they wake up in a sealed hospital room at an mm. unknown location. Very strange. Um, and Vaught is saying that uh sam and kate saved everybody and they are now the guardians of god you terrifying those two being the poster children for that school like no like any of that um so uh, before we get to the post credits what do you feel about this ending our heroes are now in a in some undisclosed location locked up i believe Oh yeah, they straight up said they died, right? The, the news they reported. I think they, they were, were yeah, they were something like that, yeah. So um, no one's even looking for them now. Yeah. Uh, the boys, this, the whole world, they always find a way to give me the the most, like the worst ending, and make me want more. <laughs> yeah. Like we're so I want you know, and so it's like the bad guy wins. And I'm like, fuck, like, we, we, it's always, like, and all the stories that we follow, it's always the good guys winning. And then so far, there's always setbacks for the bad guys, but I feel like they're always a step ahead, especially with Homelander. Yeah. Um, right. You know, and, and so it's just kind of like, man, like, 
like where like, where do we go from here? you know like what's everyone that 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 can do anything they're imprisoned somewhere we don't know there's no doors or vent you know right. we don't know how they're gonna eat, eat sleep survive water nothing like we, they're just we don't know how long they've been there right um so I find that they give me the most you know doom and gloom endings but it makes me come back every time <laughs> yeah. excited to see how the heroes survive you know um yeah they got to yeah so like that was kind of it for me we're just kind yeah, of like, all right I, I think that i was more concerned about the guardians the new guardians of the globe or guardians of the globe that's a uh, invincible guardians of uh god you i it um th- yeah those two are both unhinged. Does she mm-hmm. get a prosthetic arm? Very interested in seeing how that goes, <laughs> you know, and what Misty her powers Mike. are like now. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. her powers are now. Uh, incredible stuff, incredible work. And like I said, the whole big thing, like you just said, is this ends on kind of a depressing note in the sense that you can't beat the system. The system yeah. is bigger. The system's been here for longer. There's more people already entrenched in it. And the idea is, you you think you're above it, you're in it, and you can't beat it. Or at least you can't beat it coloring inside the lines. Mm-hmm. We were led to believe that although, you know, these children are missing and not presumed dead, actually said that they're dead, yeah. that'd be the cause for no one to be looking for them. But someone was put on the trail, our boy, Billy Butcher. Because in the mid credit scene, we see Billy Butcher investigate the ruins of the woods, the hospital that they, uh, you know, where they released all those soups. Man, <laughs> man, do we need a Gen B season two, or does Gen B? Uh, we're getting. Or one. does Gen B tie into? Oh, Gen, Gen B season two has been been confirmed. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes, you're and, 100%. And, like like a, like a week after it came out, right? Yeah, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they've confirmed it. It will run. I think, or it'll start filming after four comes out. Okay. After season four, the boys comes out. So um, I just don't. I want. Do they tie it all in? Are we getting new college kids? I'm not sure. I, I, there's a lot more questions I have than than close to answers. I don't think we have an actual date yet for the boys season four. No, they seemingly wrap. They seemingly have wrapped up the whole thing. And boy, boy. They're gonna have a field day with um, Homelander on trial. Mm-hmm. Fake news and all that stuff. They're already saying that Russia, Russia, uh, conspired, you know, did, uh, conspired to cause the event of where he kills that guy in the in the thing. Somehow, oh, somewhere, Russia funny. had a part uh, a part with it. They say it in in this. Um, so bonkers. We also know that Jeffrey Dean Morgan is joining the cast next year for the boys or next season for the boys uh super super exciting um but i do wonder where all this goes my big thing again i'm wondering who kate's brother is because that's good that shoe's gonna drop um but incredibly entertaining show a bunch of fun a bunch of really cool um music they had a, they, they do some cool needle drops in this that are pretty funny when they do Missy Elliott's work it while Tech Knight's humping everything in the in the in the world. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty cool stuff. They do like when they do the reveal of Kate. They play I'll put a spell on you at the end mm-hmm. of that kind of you know they play around oh, with that whole thing of that. Yeah, it's it's all it's all they they play around fast and loose with that kind of stuff. But it it felt 
like good episode count, you know, no filler, keep it eight. Um, you know, everything was tight. I don't think there's an episode here you can ditch. I think every part of it yeah, builds it not only sense. the characters here, but it builds the universe. And that's the universe that we're seemingly having fun playing in, mostly because we don't got to be the ones covered in blood, which is mm-hmm. very, very, very important. Uh, do you have any last words on Gen V? Uh, it was a, it was a fun start. It was a fun ride. And it was even, it was even a more fun finish. Um, highly recommend it. Anyone hasn't got to it yet. There's still so much that we didn't cover. So everyone should definitely give it a watch. Yeah. I'm going to go to great lengths to recommend it to several people. I know there are people, like you said, again, that have superhero fatigue. And I think that this can kind of jostle them out of it. And also, you know, I like the real quick aside. I believe in the wholesomeness that comic books can portray on occasion. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a bit of an idealist optimist in that way. And I think we we did hit the wrong mark when we started to kind of just edge everyone, you know, make everyone edgy. So I like that this exists so it can be the barrier. You don't want to hit this. If, you, if you're here, you've yeah. gone too far. <laughs> you know, if you're at the homeland of it all, you've gone too far, which means there's so much further to go in the right direction when we do like redo Superman in 2025, et cetera, and so forth. Also, shout outs to Seth Rogen, who helped executive produce, you know, the boys, Gen V. He's doing voices on Invincible. He just did Mutant Mayhem with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. My guy's killing it. Who would have thought, <laughs> you know, he would be such a treasure to the comic book world. But, you know, here we are. Uh, and we hope to be a continued treasure in the comic book world because the Major Issues podcast comes out every single Thursday. We're on a new week now ahead of episode 300, 300 episodes in the bank. Uh, and we're available wherever podcasts are found. Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, Toon Find, YouTube, Spotify, and more. Turns out I uh, did something I guess I should have done a long time ago, which was claim our podcast on Spotify. So everyone that's doing like a Spotify wrapped, are you familiar with this? Yes. They do that for podcasts. And according to that, this uh, podcast has been listened to in over 12 countries. So that is super interesting, super interesting. Um, And for 30 people, and listen, that's good enough for me. For 30 people, we are in their top 10 podcasts that they listen to <laughs> in rotation. And that feels good. Hey, come in when you want to. You can leave when you want to. You know, this is cheers, man. Everybody knows your name. But I'm just glad we got we were in some people's rotation, you know, steadily. Uh, that feels that feels really, really good. Um, but we'll keep doing what we keep doing on this side. That's new episodes every single Thursday. The quickest way to find all that episodes besides all those apps I just told you, go to comicbookclick.com. It's the one stop to learn everything about Comic Book Click read our articles every single episode of the major issues podcast lives there and it gets you to our merch shop tpublic.com slash comic book click where i create all the merchandise and if you buy it not only do you get an exclusive piece of comic book click merchandise but we get a kickback here and that helps us afford the hardware and the software that we need to keep providing you guys free content each and every week we love to do it sometimes we can get pricey so anything that can help um you know we do deep dives here we're both spending some time on this episode and you know it's time that i you know i would trade for the world but if you want to trade something with us you know any kind of support would help monetarily i just told you you can buy a t-shirt you can become a patreon at patreon.com cbc clubhouse for as little as 10 cents a day three dollars a month you can help support us um and let's say you don't have any money 
It's hard times, man. Christmas is around the corner. Completely get it. So why don't you give the gift of the Major Issues podcast? Tell a friend to tell a friend about the podcast free of charge. Just spread the word of Comic Book Click and everything that we're doing here. Uh, go on iTunes and rate us five stars. It'll help us find other people uh, who are looking for our kind of content and looking to find us. We're, we're out there trying to search. I don't have Cerebro on right now, bro. It's hard, you know, in these streets. So I'm just hoping that those people can find us. But if you know a person that would dig this kind of content let them know and let them know that they're listening to the global major issues podcast <laughs> we out here baby so uh yeah follow us wherever the conversation is which is at facebook.com slash comic book click instagram at comic book click or you can use the hashtag comic book click to learn about the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media and i'll tell you guys a secret I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't tell you how we do it or else Compound V becomes a real thing. I'll mess up the timeline. Compound V becomes a real thing. Dwayne The Rock Johnson takes it. He becomes a real life Homelander. No one wants any of that to happen. So don't mess up the timeline. Get on the bandwagon before the bandwagon gets full. Follow major issues and comic book click wherever we are going because you know there's only one place that we're really going and that is <laughs> to the moon. But I I think that's all my oh we're at major issues CBC on Twitter we're also at major issues CBC on Twitch I will be finishing my Spider Man stuff I have to bro I'm at 85 I'm I'm right there I'm right there <laughs> all of my story mode is recorded on Twitch so I want to get that last piece because then it'll just be like a little mini movie of all my ridiculousness <laughs> when it comes to Spider Man uh, and guess what when we're done wrapping that up we'll be here to talk about it once enough time is allotted we'll be here to talk chop up all about uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Where can the people find you, Asa, if you want to be found? Uh, uh, anywhere on Facebook, Asa Griffith, uh, Instagram and threads. Asa H. Griffith, I believe, is a big mustache, is the profile picture. Um, I go. rant about politics if people want to hear about those things. I mean, come on. I mean, what are people, uh, people who read comic books, they want to get political? Come on. No, come on, baby. It's all right there. This is life that we're talking about. We're just using colorful capes and cowls to talk about the real stuff that really matters. So you keep doing what you're doing over there, broski, and make sure you're still coming over here to do what we do over here. This has been a hell of an episode. Loved having you on uh, for this. Uh, but my name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am all-star Asa Griffith. And this has been our recap and review of the boys, whoa, of Gen V season one. Cut that, cut that. And remember, uh, whether you can shrink or grow, have the gift of flight, or can put up a fight, get off on Compound V, or like how Tech Knight gets off. Just get off on CBC, and always remember that you, yes you, are worthy. 